Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning, July. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM, 97.3. Six minutes for six, 97.3 CTFM. A beautiful way to start your morning. A triumphant praise song blasting through the airwaves. The sizeless Elder Mirku. The sizeless Elder Mirku. Hey. 
starting off with business sense brought to us by adb get up to 10,000 cities or 80 percent of your next salary in a month it's called the payday plus call 0243273369 or 0244284197 for adb's payday plus there are two ways to get wisdom mentors and mistakes mentors and mistakes so if you're wise you will learn from those ahead of you and not repeat their mistakes there are some who want to experience the mistake themselves the only trouble is there are some mistakes you can never recover from so the wiser you are the more you learn from those ahead of you and the purpose of a mentor is not necessarily affirmation but correction because you look at how they've gone you listen to what they say and you implement change in your life before you get to where they got to and as a mentor don't give people what they are not ready to receive because people will only respect what they willingly receive so don't force advice on anybody but the key for the morning receive wisdom not from mistakes but from mentorship mentorship business sense brought to you by adb truly a greek and more this is the city breakfast show the city's biggest conversation Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS.
632, getting into the newspaper reviews brought to us by Fidelity Bank. If other doors close, ours are wide open. Whether you're into FMCG hardware or building materials, or you have to do grocery shopping, Fidelity Bank is giving you quick loans to get those things. If you're an SME, business owners can get loans to expand, stock up, import goods, clear your goods at the port, visit any of our branches. We call them commercial hubs. Speak to a relationship manager today. Be Christmas ready with Fidelity. Have the best Christmas year. Terms and conditions apply. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. And Total is proud to announce for the third straight year, CIMG Fuel Company of the Year or Petroleum Company of the Year. A manifestation of our commitment to quality and innovation. A demonstration of our promise to continue being the best and a dedication to our valued customers for your unwavering trust and your great loyalty. Good morning, Bernard. There is an accident right after the underbridge. Well, it's actually called tunnel. But in Ghana, tunnel is called underbridge. So there's an accident right after the tunnel to Action Chapel involving not less than 10 vehicles. Kudos to the police service. They've done well by clearing the road. The traffic could have been unprecedented. So this was sent in by a listener this morning. An accident right after the tunnel to Action Chapel involving not less than 10 vehicles. I hope it didn't occur under the cover of darkness because somebody couldn't see. Thank you for joining the show. We have a very special show for you today. The, the first part of the show is your regular city breakfast show. Then from 8.30 to 10, we'll be partnering Dochevela Radio and GBC Radio Stations Nationwide to bring you a live studio debate right from in here. I'll be hosting the Information Minister Kojo Oponkroma, one of the co-conveners of Fix the Country, Ni Ayu Opari Bay. I'll also be hosting Theodora Williams NT who is a development advocate and a student lawyer, Regina Mega, to discuss Fix the Country. <laughs> oh, Lord. We'll be describing and discussing Fix, fix the Country. It's from 8.30 to 10, and I'll be co-hosting this segment with Crispin Mwakideu, who's from Dochivela Radio. And this will be live on CTFM, live on Dochevela, live on all GBC radio stations across the country. We hope it's interactive. So if you're concerned about the state of the country or you're happy with the work that's been done to fix it, join us by WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. That number is also on Telegram. So we're waiting to hear from you from 8.30 this morning. Bernard, I just passed the accident spot. There are six vehicles, including one motorbike. I wish a CCTV camera had captured what actually happened. There's a CCTV camera there. there, so I'm sure the police will see everything. I think sometimes studying what causes accidents can help us very much in reducing same. 
Yeah. If, if you looked at the way, I think that a lot of the problems have to do with people's attitudes, but there are also some issues to do with the road architecture. That particular stretch, the street lights are not working in the night, at least when I passed there recently. So if you're driving and there's a, something parked there and there's no reflector, you could run into it easily. So I think the, the, the people who manage our roads need to do a lot of work. Number two, that flower pot traffic light, uh, the, the flower pot road construction. I'm going to predict that this Christmas, the most traffic prone place in Accra is going to be that area. Okay. Not even Kasua, because they're trying to fix that. The, 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 I think they call it the pillars, right? Those round, round things. And Kojo, they've diverted the traffic. And sometimes as early as 10 o'clock in the afternoon, there's traffic. Well, so I don't know. We want an overpass into East Legon, you know? Yeah, that's Over good. I mean, you know the funny so, thing? That project started and was to have ended around 2017, 2018. And they left it for four years. Where did they have money? And now they've come like back Abel to Like Abeu says, it. we don't have money for the railway project, the SkyTrain project, or anything mm-hmm. like that. And in the next five years, we shouldn't expect it. But talking about fix the country, mm-hmm. when, when you're playing it, that we could suck this one. <laughs> I was buying fuel. Oh, you are buying fuel, yes, and the spirit was singing, Fix the fuel. How much were they selling it? Because some people are selling 6.85, yeah, some are selling 6.99. 6.99. 6. 6. Yes, and when wow. you play the song, my, my spirit sang along. That's a good place. Yeah. Yeah. Because if the sky train is not coming, we'll be driving. It's going to be very interesting. We'll to, so you know. we'll, we'll, we'll look at some of these issues before we get into the Fix the Country conversation. But Nathan, good morning to you. Hi, hi. Good Let's morning. Let's get into the headlines from the graphic. Yes, the graphic says, Embrace tax measures. Mm. Finance Minister appeals to Ghanaians. Mm. Prempe Presek Ketasko for NSMQ finals. Mm. <laughs> hey. Asabi leaves Siga to focus on MPP chairmanship. Mm. And on the back page of the Daily Graphic, Bost takes delivery of 5,400 pipes for expansion. And Newmont Foundation completes 127 projects in Ahafu region. The Finder front page, E-Levy, final details emerge. It applies to total value of transactions after free 100 Ghana City. 2022 budget is a response to the call for jobs. This is Kojo Oponkoma, who will be on the platform this morning. Um, President supports us to folk with 1 million Ghana cities to play in CAF Confederations Cup. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> I have this in my car. Somebody told us, yeah, you not touch it. And finally, Ecobank donates 100 laptops to KNUST to support less privileged students. Right. The Daily Guide says, I'm number two. Badbin declares. Mm. Yep. Yeah. MPs clash over 2022 budget. Africa's first Shiatika Research Center opens in Accra. A drug police break uh, robbery ring. And Afomoni extols Western Group. And on the back page of the uh, Daily Guard, the number of sports stories, Kotoko Faith Kempo Academy today, Girl Ghana Free Zones, Bedborough Partner, MC and Swag Awards, 
and I eat bananas a lot. Afinajan admits after Mourinho boots reward. <laughs> now the Chronicle approval of 2022 budget needs nationalistic approach. This is Kojo Opon and Koma. Seven envoys present letters of credence to the president. Auditor General's report on police. No weapon missing from Amri. The Chronicle probe reviews. And an environmentalist, Mr. Eric Kujo, is saying we should use prisoners to clean Ghana. The Republic Press says, man kills lava, stores body in refrigerator. Hey. Don't release info on presidential trips. Barney Champon cautions Kandapa. Wound to me under pressure. Former MP advises him to bow out for new faces. I have no authority to release documents to you, Chief Justice to NDC MP, on a left unlawful school admission. And Ghana's economy is in ICU. 2022 budget is unrealistic. That's according to Kessio Atu Fossi. The Ghanaian Observer, failure to approve 2022 budget will spell doom for Ghana. Majority warns minority. Energy Minister Dr. Matthew Poku Prempe praises petroleum downstream operators. Hungarian government delegation commends Jospon after they visited one of his facilities in Kumase. And 2020 budget, 2022 budget responds to calls for jobs. This is Kojo Ponkroma. KGL group fully committed to delivering over 100 million Ghana CD support to the national economy and the government every year this is the kgl boss okay the informer says efforts at revenue mobilization nla launches deep signs one million cd deal with kotoko covid 19 adverse effects ghana loses 200 million cities in sales to the pandemic teachers fight controller over wrong deduction they want gs of dark consequences regulate ptas chas advises education authorities and power honors rollings present book to nana kunedu the new crusading guide upon chroma uh, daisy's minority says budget apt response to teaming youth unemployment Ashale Boche chief moves to consolidate Boche Adental Lands, urges landowners to regularize their documents. Sechiyosu chief warns divisional chiefs against illegal mining and Hungarian delegation tore Kumasi waste treatment plants, comments uh, Just One Group. Okay, the Herald says government's cover up of rogue national security operatives embarrass it again. <coughs> Can Oforiata's wife and cousin jump into his rescue after his 2022 budget flogging? Sami Ewuku opening new frontiers for National Lottery Authority. And um, African refiners and distributors commend NPA. The Ghanaian Times health alert danger looms at Kaneshi market as filth engulfs market. Traders want garbage evacuated to prevent cholera outbreak. This happened in Kumase, it's happening in Kaneshi and other places as well. Dead body of woman found in refrigerator at Fiave. Boyfriend on the run. It's our story. Uh, president receives letters of credence of six envoys and Ghana hungry must partner to build compost recycling plants nationwide. Let me take you online. I'll start with the business news website. Citybusinessnews.com has a couple of interesting headlines. The E-Levy is critical for improving Ghana's tax-to-GDP ratio, according to Finance Minister Ken. Meanwhile, fuel shouldn't cost more than 6 cities per litre in Ghana. This is the IES. But the OMC say they are sacrificing a lot to keep prices below 7 cities. So think about those. Meanwhile, Ghana lost about 200 million cities in sales in 2020 due to COVID, according to a study. Now, if you go to City Newsroom itself, the lead story there, there won't be any sky train in Ghana. It's not possible, Peter Mewu. Meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. 
give me five minutes on SkyTrain today, Bernard. Yes, set example by cutting costs, dealing with sole sourcing, quickly edges parliament. Meanwhile, frustrated Ghana card applicants forced to sleep at registration centers. This is a really tragic one. And lawsuits against Indom Genian Bank and others in US court thrown out. All right, so that's on reprieve for him. If you go to Major Online, a couple of stories there. Rawlings fought corruption with more conviction than all other presidents. This is Kofi Bentel of Imani. Also, girlfriend murder. Police pick up bent hair from suspect's backyard. In other stories, Ghana's economy is suffering from an unfortunate condition, according to Atu Forsen. And failing to pay regulators huge sums of money results in collapse of companies. This is Indum speaking. Star FM, woman drinks poison over her missing 500 CDs in the central region. NCA Telco sued over SIM card re-registration. And <coughs> Kokrobite robbery suspects included national security operative, Christ. according to the police. Meanwhile, who murder victim? And suspect were both workers of Kekeli Hotel. I think that's the same story the Herald gave you, the Kokrobite mm-hmm. issue. And so those are some of the stories. GNA is focusing on EC to accept only Ghana card as proof of citizenship in next voter registration. And president receives letters of credence from seven envoys. So, so many stories. Let's just go into the highlights quickly. Uh, let's start with you, Kojo. I'll start from page four of the Ghanaian Times. Recent decision to reject uh, budget majority to minority. Chairman of the Parliamentary Select Committee on Finance, Koku Kwating, has warned that the country would be thrown into a state of chaos if the House agrees with the minority to reject the 2022 budget statement and economic policy of government. The immediate effect of the action being advocated by the minority, Mr. Kwating, NPP MP for Boise West said, would mean that the government would have to prepare and present a new budget to the House for consideration and appropriation before the end of the year. A tax, he said, looks impossible. The minority has indicated its resolve to reject the budget because of the new taxes introduced. And the minorities say the new taxes would worsen the economic conditions of Ghanaians. Well, talking about taxes, mm-hmm. the finance minister has called on Ghanaians to accept the tax measures in the budget as a rallying call to contribute their quota to nation building. He said while Ghana's de- developmental needs were enormous, its resources were meager making it difficult for the government to provide adequate and sustainable development. Mm. He mentioned entrepreneurship, job creation, and the provision of critical infrastructure are some of the areas of development that had suffered due to the inadequacy mm. of government financing. And he, he said so at Price Waterhouse Coopers mm. um, budget digest yesterday. Ap- apart from the Kweku Kwati inversion, there's quite a number of uh, aspects of the debate. If you could just give me one. Yes, Kujopon Koma has been speaking about the budget and job creation. Mm. The finder, Information Minister Kujopon Koma says the 2022 budget statement and economic uh, policy responds to concerns of youth unemployment in the country. Mm-hmm. According to him, the spate of youth unemployment in the country brought on by the coronavirus global pandemic has compelled the government to propose policies that will create avenues for young men and women mm-hmm. to find decent jobs in both the public and private sectors. Well, you had the you have Dr. Kessel Atu forcing on the minority side saying that the economy is in an intensive care unit. I see you. Yes, sir. The president had put the economy there. And there's a quote, quote, Mr. Speaker, permit me to diagnose the malaise, <laughs> the malaise of the Ghanaian economy, he said, adding that the economy was suffering from what he called stagflation with acute debt overhang syndrome, a.k.a. sadosis. I tell you. Now, let me give you two stories from the fuel side. Fuel shouldn't cost more than six cities per liter in Ghana, according to IES. The Institute of Energy Security believes fuel in Ghana should not sell for more than six cities per liter if government effectively manages the sector. According to Executive Director Nana Muisi, the seventh, 
many of the variables that influence the price of fuel in Ghana are within the control of government, either directly or indirectly. He was speaking on the City Breakfast Show yesterday. But speaking on the same program, mm -hmm. the uh, head of the OMCs, who is called Ajimandia, Kweku Ajimandia, who is the CEO, says oil marketing companies are making a lot of sacrifices to keep the price of fuel in Ghana below 7 cities per litre. According to him, with dealers barely compromising on their margins and the government maintaining all its taxes on petroleum products the marketers are forced to reduce their margins to keep the price of fuel be lower than what it should be he was speaking on the same program so IES says you can go up to six omc say they should actually be selling for 7.5 for petrol and 7.47 for diesel had it not been the fact that they had reduced some of their margins wow. the answer is somewhere in the middle let's continue well let me take you to the salakope adina and the kitu south area mm. Tidal wave victims cry for relief items. Still? Still. Oh. What is going on? Now, this story in the Ghanaian Times says victims of the recent tidal wave that caused havoc in Salakope, Adina, and Amutinu in the Ketu South municipality and Alaga district, respectively, in the Volta region, um, are appealing for relief items. The tidal waves caused flooding, leading to the damage of many homes, property, and school buildings. The situation has compelled inhabitants to put up makeshift structures, some of them made from coconut branches. Most of them have been built on the thin bay between the lagoon and the sea. Oh. Now, speaking to the Ghanaian Times, Tugbe Imanoa Anum Tete, chief fisherman of, uh, of Salakope in the Ketu South District, said the development had left some of the victims traumatized as the sea had consumed all they had toiled for all these years. Mm. And he therefore pleaded with the government and organizations to come to the aid of the There's another story from Ho, the man who killed his wife. There's so many angles. Nathan, just give me one of the stories. Well, the Republic Press is giving us, um, let's say, the police angle. Mm -hmm. Now, the police, it, it's saying it's on the manhunt for one Frank who's suspected to have murdered his girlfriend and deposited the body in a fridge. Mm. Now, according to uh, DSP, uh, the police received info on Monday at about 9 in the morning from Hofiave that neighbors smelled a strong stench emanating, emanating from Frank's room. Mm -hmm. Now they followed up and then found the body of the lady, uh, Lizzie, in a double-decker refrigerator, but mm. Frank was nowhere to be found. A another version of the story on Star FM says there were, were workers at a hotel called Kekeli Hotel. They were co-workers. Now, let me give you the story that City News has been focusing on. Some frustrated Ghana card applicants forced to sleep at registration centers. Story by Fred Duho says, scores of desperate and frustrated individuals desirous of obtaining the Ghana card literally relocated their sleeping places to the premises of the GRA on the Ring Road Central, on the Ring Road in Accra. As of 9.15 p.m. on Tuesday, November the 23rd, when City News visited the registration center, situated in the office of GRA, the news team met the same people who had been there since afternoon. The applicants, mostly youth and some elderly persons between ages 16 to 75, were there in their numbers waiting to sleep while others had slept on the floor and on the chairs waiting to wake up with the hope of getting the national education card. According to the applicants, the total number of 15 registration centers in a day gives them a slim chance of getting the card. This is becoming very serious. Now, the Ghana very, card very has become the sole source of identification card required for the re-registration of SIM cards in the country. This has led to a surge in demand for the card. Now, Bruce Enin, who spoke to City News, says, I came here at 8 p.m. yesterday to sleep here just to register, but that never happened. I'm going to sleep here for the second time until I get the card. I think the NIA needs to wake up and do a whole lot more. They need more than centers. They need to find yeah, a better way of communicating yes, what they are yes, doing. Yes, yes. They need to separate the people who are coming for already registered cards from those who are now registering. And I think their PR unit needs to be on serious overhaul. Yeah, and overdrive. if you are digitizing the uh, economy, there needs to be a system where people can actually queue digitally. 
manage keys. Yeah. Go online, yeah. fill the documents. Premium, if you are running a premium <laughs> system, Terrible. people can apply and get um, sh- uh, shadows assigned to them. And all these things. We, we, NIA, seriously. We've yeah. known this There's from the beginning of the NIA. It's so much better. Especially when you know that the, the card you are producing is now almost the be all and end all. You've raised the demand for yes, the car you and you to. haven't created yes. the supply to match you the demand. I think we budgeted about is it 200 or 400 million Ghana cities in this year's budget for NIA. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'll check the, the, the figure. Mm-hmm. This should put enough funds in the pockets of the create NIA. Create more centers. Create more centers and make their systems seamless okay. so that people don't have to queue for hours and days to get the card. It's terrible. Anyway, anyway um, page 11 of the Republic Press. Mobile money banker or mobile banker jailed nine years for stealing 61k from 31 accounts. Bernard. Mm. Now, the Asamanka Circuit Court in the Eastern Region has sentenced a 27-year-old mobile banker to nine years and two months for stealing 61,000 cash from 31 depositors. Mm-hmm. Now, the convict, 27-year-old Gideon Osebunzu of Kwabibrim Rural Bank, was found guilty of all 35 charges leveled against him. The prosecutor, Chief Inspector Susan Ayarik, told the court, presided over by his honor Abbas Abukai Adams, that on September 18, Gideon Osebunzu was assigned to advertise and attract more customers to subscribe to the mobile banking service. Now, the story says, one customer noticed that this said, a person wanted to withdraw. Mm. Um, okay, she wanted to make a draw from her account, but she noticed she didn't have money. But it looked suspicious, <laughs> so she filed a report. Somebody is harvesting. Somebody is harvesting the money. Kojo Ghanaian Times. Yes, danger looms at Kanishi Market. Mm-hmm. Filth engulfs the market. Traders want garbage evacuated to pre- prevent cholera outbreak. Mm. Now, the story by Gloria Insiaminta for the Times says. Uh, persistent delay in collection and disposal of rubbish generated at the Carnation market and its environs has become a source of worry to mm-hmm. traders, shoppers, pedestrians, travelers, and residents. Mm-hmm. They complained that it was an eyesore and a nuisance considering the stench and flies from the different heaps of refuse around the market. Hence, they are called on the Ablikuma Central Municipal Assembly to evacuate the rubbish to prevent outbreak of diseases such as cholera in the area. Let me take you to a story that's on Star FM and also in the Herald. Kokrobite robbery suspect included national security operative according to the police. Now, the police has disclosed that one of the suspects in the robbery that occurred in the Kokrobite area in Accra is a staff of the national security. Speaking to Francis Aban on the Morning Star, the director of public affairs, Alexander Obin, assured that the police administration will not spare any security personnel found in the grips of the law for any unlawful act. Well, the Herald has a take, and you can imagine how they've written it. It says, The Ghana National Security Establishment has suffered yet another embarrassing spectacle Hmm. with the arrest of an operative as a member of a gang of robbers known to have been terrorizing residents of Wager and its environs. Now, they list a number of incidents. One says, The incidents include an armed robbery which occurred at at East Legon, where a police officer and two national security operatives were arrested for robbing a man of a sum of 5,650 CDs he had withdrawn from an ATM. I'll give you a couple of stories of interest, Kojo. There won't be any sky train in Ghana. It's not possible, Mr. Meu. I think he was speaking about the time and the money. The Minister for Railway Development, John Peter Meu, has said the government will not be able to construct any sky train in the country. According to him, it's not possible to do so. Now, in November 2019, the government, through the minister for the sector, then Jogati, signed an agreement for the construction of the Accra Skytrain project on the sidelines of the African Investment Forum in South Africa. The proposed initiative in Accra provides for the development of five routes, four of which are comprised of radial routes that originate at the proposed Skytrain terminal at the heart of Accra, at the Kwame Nkrumah Circle, and then the other routes are given. But uh, subsequently, the management of railway authority disclosed the feasibility studies on the proposed Skytrain had been completed. At the time, CEO of the authority, Richard Dombo, assured the government will begin implementation after scrutinizing the report. Well, 
but speaking on face to face yesterday the current minister peter Mehu said the government would not go ahead with the skytrain project according to him government cannot fund the project because it is too capital intensive here's a quote the skytrain that we were talking about is the one that is going to run on columns in the sky like the ones you see in dubai but no agreement has been signed quote it is not possible to be done now you should don't forget the now issue i don't see any skytrain being done in the next three to four years there is not going to be any skytrain in the country it is not possible end of quote so so we signed an agreement in november 2019 mm -hmm. we we're told it was a 2.6 billion dollar mm -hmm. agreement with the south african consortium mm -hmm. and that after the signing of the agreement you do feasibility studies and understand the bankability of it mm -hmm. so based on what's the, so maybe the feasibility is what proves that we can't do it but he said there's no agreement so which agreement was signed in 2019 Based on what did the uh, uh, no, but an agreement the, can okay. be maybe like an MOU that we want to do something. To do they something. said they are signed a concession agreement. Really? That was what they said. And I asked these questions: What mm. type of concession? What 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 were the considerations? Actually, actually, all right. When you read why the story, did they give us the August twenty twenty as 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 construction whatever the, whatever? The story, yeah, right. When they interviewed uh, uh, Richard Dumbo, he says the sky trains are on an elevator platform rather than underground. They will be running on platforms over the city of Accra. It will be community train and not an intercity one. At the moment, the feasibility studies have been completed and it is being studied before the contract is signed. He had said in a city news interview that was in the so so year. when um, Mr. Jogate. And the president in south africa signed that so-called concession and communicated it happily to us that it was going to employ five thousand people very hundreds of thousands of people going to cost 2.6 construction was going to begin in nine months based on what did they give us all that hope let me give you another story that will interest you and i know you i'll give you 10 minutes don't worry rollins fought corruption with more conviction than other presidents kofi bentel this is my journal online vice president of imani kofi bentel has said among all the presidents who have attempted to fight corruption in ghana the late president rollins tackled the minutes with the greatest sense of conviction his comments was in response to a point made by participants at an event to the fact that the absence of good leadership is the bane of ghana's corruption fight thank you kojo thank you nathan coming up next is city business news okay touch this Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. City Business News is next brought to you by MTN and Goyle. Your holiday season just got better from now to the end of the year. You can get all your exciting streaming content and online learning on unlimited broadband for only 250 cities a month. So browse, learn, do business and chill with no hidden charges, no caps, no stress. Dar star 5057 hash option 6. Select our vacation unlimited offer now and stay connected. Terms and conditions apply. And Goyle has reduced fuel prices at the pump by 14 pesos super and diesel boat go for 6.85 much lower than the 6.99 that it was selling for this is to ensure that our customers are cushioned join the Goyle go club and enjoy a lot of goodies Goyle good energy the news is also brought to us by enterprise life and stambic bank this is the city breakfast show the city's biggest conversation so Anita Kisimrikos here with the details of City Business News. Good morning, Anita. Good morning, Bernard. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goal and Enterprise Life and powered by citybusinessnews.com. 
Coming up, Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry joins debate on proposed electronic transaction levy, calling for a reduction on the 1.75% rate. Meanwhile, Finance Minister Ken Ofori at the In Defense of the E-Levy describes it as a necessary tool in raising Ghana's tax-to-GDP ratio. For our first story, the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry, GNCCI, has highlighted the challenges small and medium-sized enterprises are likely to encounter if government proceeds with the implementation of the recently proposed e-levy of 1.75% from January next year. The following report has the details. During the presentation of the 2022 budgets in Parliament, the Finance Minister Ken Ofori Atta noted that the total value of electronic transactions for 2020 was estimated to be over 500 billion Ghana CDs compared to 78 billion Ghana CDs in 2016, just five years ago, while total mobile money subscribers and active mobile money users have grown by an average rate of 18 and 16 percent respectively between 2016 and 2020. 2019. Based on the rapid developments in the electronic payment space, coupled with plans to rake in more revenue for the country, government has slapped a 1.75% levy on mobile money and other electronic transactions that exceed 100 Ghana CDs a day. However, addressing the media on this development, President of the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Clement Osei-Amwaku, said, In order for government to collect revenue and support the growth of businesses, the e-levy must be reduced. In looking at some of the levies that have been put around, if they decide that, look, let me move away from doing, let's say, the momo, and then move to the banking sector, because they need to look for alternatives to survive. And so then they can say that, look, we are not going to do Momo. We will put our money in the banking sector. The good side is that the bank will have loanable funds to give loans. And so the interest rates can also fall because they have excessive money, excess money to give up to the people who are in need of those monies. But then there's a lot of job that has been created over there. How are we going to reposition those who have been there? How do we have the statistics of the number of people who have been employed in those areas? What is it going to be the effects of them, of their businesses? We are saying that tax and levies are the best for every country. For a start, we don't want the government to increase it so much. But whatever it is, we saw that the tax and the levies, some of them were punitive. And for a start, they could bring it down to some appreciable level. President of the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry, Clement Osei Amwaku, ending that report. Meanwhile, the Finance Minister Ken Ofori Atta has defended the electronic transaction levy proposed in the 2022 budget. While delivering his speech as the guest speaker at the PwC 2022 Budget Digest, Mr. Ofori Atta noted that the e-levy was a necessary tool in raising Ghana's tax to GDP ratio and supporting government's efforts at building an entrepreneurial country. 
only 33.3% of employees contributed to income taxes, while 1.6% of self-employed individuals contributed to income taxes in 2019. These successes, ladies and gentlemen, are a poor reflection on the country and highlight the need for change in the narrative. We cannot continue to depend on only 8.2% of our citizens to carry the burden of 30.8 million people and also seek to transform our economy. In government, we are determined to enhance domestic revenue mobilization and set the nation on a path to building an entrepreneurial nation. In truth, the e-levy is a necessary tool to increase our tax to GDP and support the first of the government's direction in the medium term promoting entrepreneurship and supporting our youth and eliminating the indignity of not working in all of our homes and across all of our villages. Finance Minister Ken Ofori, at away from that, the Social Security and National Insurance Trust, SNITS, is cautioning employers against the non-payment of contributions of their employees. The provisions of the National Pensions Act 766 of 2008 mandates employers to register and contribute to the basic schemes and Tier 2 schemes of their employees, but the law is not always complied with. Director General of SNITS, Dr. Ofori Tinkwang, is therefore urging businesses to reach out to their designated relationship managers when they have challenges fulfilling the obligations, but added that they must strive to live up to expectations. One thing that uh, employers have always been talking about is the fact that when we serve you demand notices, then we take you to Saturday courts. It's not something that you know any one of us appreciate. And I want to say that that is not how we want to operate either. My view is that this serving of summons and court actions should be the last resort. And that is why I am asking you that you liaise with, get close with your uh, relationship officer and help discuss the issues and uh, bring them to our attention. And- Director General of the Social Security and National Insurance Trust, Dr. Ofori Tinkwang. Economist Karaj Mate says he's confident the monetary policy authorities will take the needed measures to limit any persistent rise in the rate of inflation. Headline inflation, according to the Ghana Statistical Service, has risen consistently from the low 7.5% in May 2021 to 11% in October, above the upper limits of the medium-term target band of 10%. Despite the rise in the rate of inflation in the past few months, the Finance Minister Ken Ofori asked during the presentation of the 2022 budget announced that government is targeting an end of 2022 inflation rate of 8%. In an interview with City Business News economist, Courage Martin noted that due to external measures, pressures, the targets for next year is likely to be missed. Control over is the external inflationary pressures, where at this point we appear to be importing inflation. But for the domestic factors driving inflation, which are supply side in nature, there is a risk of also creating persistence from the demand side. On that count, I would trust the monetary policy authorities to take appropriate measures 
to limit any potential demand pressures from causing inflation to become persistent. So for that reason, it is possible to have inflation reverting downwards in 2022 because I believe that the central bank can start to unwind some of the COVID-related interventions that they implemented in 2020 Economist Courage Masi speaking there. Let's now head over to the interbank foreign exchange markets where banks trade amongst themselves. The dollar is selling at five CDs, 91 pesos. It's recorded no price change. The British pound lost three pesos and is selling at seven CDs, 90 pesos. The euro lost one peso and is selling at six CDs, 65 pesos. The Chinese one lost one peso and is selling at 92 pesos. The South African rand lost one peso and is selling at 37 pesos. Be guided that these figures will, however, be much higher as a forex bureau near you. Let's now join Gillian Hammer of Data Bank for more on the topic which investments carry the most risk. The risks associated with investing generally fit into one of two categories market risk or specific investment risk. Market risk is a risk of your investment declining in value because of economic developments or events that affect the entire market. The COVID pandemic is one example of that. Specific investment risk, on the other hand, is a risk that relates to a specific company or group of companies that form a certain sector of the stock market. So an example could be companies that trade in cryptocurrency. The risk associated with these types of companies is very different from the risks associated with pharmaceutical companies or oil marketing companies. The value of your investment can also change over time. Sometimes, without warning, we call this volatility. For example, an investment that has a fairly consistent value is considered low volatility. Investments that gain or lose quickly have high volatility and are considered riskier. There are many ways to deal with market volatility, such as having the right mix of assets, ignoring short-term losses, or getting advice from an investment advisor. Keep in mind, however, that if you only invest in the lowest risk investments, your money might not keep pace with inflation, which may result in you not achieving an important financial goal, retirement being one example. At DataBank, our team is here to help you learn more about investing. So invest wisely, invest with DataBank. That was Gillian Hammer of DataBank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goal and Enterprise Life and powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Anita Kisimiku. Do have a good business day. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. I'm with music. So much to talk about on the show today. Quarter past seven. Coming up next is kickoff. We'll be discussing fix the country, the state of the country. From four interesting perspectives, the political, the civil society, the student, and developmental. I'll be hosting this with a colleague from Dutch Velax live on uh, social media platforms, also live on GBC radio stations across the country. All right, we'll also try and find out what's happening at the various NI registration centers. Why are people sleeping? At these centers what's going on and yesterday umaru sander had a chat with minister for railways and he says there ain't gonna be no sky train anytime soon <laughs> what's happening with that we'll deal with all of that before the show ends send us your thoughts 054 998
Take off is next brought to us by Lesheho Christmas came early at Lesheho Savings and Loans. This season, imperial loans at Lesheho have become more rewarding. Get a loan from now till 17 December. Earn yourself free shopping vouchers to make this Christmas season enjoyable. Go to our web forms at appforms.lesheho.com or call 0302-208-333. You can also visit any branch of Lesheho to apply. Lesheho Let's Improve Life. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Benjamin Kitchell is here. Lots of sporting action this weekend. Ben, good morning. Good morning, Bernard. In the headlines, Nigeria and Napoli's Victor Osimhen set to miss the AFCON after picking up a facial injury. Ghana's Richard Comey ready to dominate in his upcoming bout against Vasil Lomachenko. And in the UEFA Champions League, there were wins for Chelsea, Man United and Bayern Munich. Let's get to the details and let's begin with some women's football. And head coach of Hazaka's ladies, Yusuf Basigi, says he is proud of what his team has managed to achieve at the mating edition of the CAF Women's Champions League. The Ghanaian champions picked up silver medals after finishing as runners-up behind South African side Sundowns ladies after losing 2-0 in the finals. According to Yusuf Basigi, the defeat in the final will not prevent them from celebrating what they have accomplished. For me, it was a, a very big achievement. Even though we could not uh, win the trophy, uh, we thought of uh, winning the trophy to make Ghanaian happy because uh, it also bring uh, togetherness among Ghanaians. Because um, we know football is one uh, a, a, a activity or sport that is more or less like a religion. When uh, the people, the people of the country are happy, everything goes well. Head coach of Hazaka's ladies, Yusuf Basigi, speaking there. Let's move on and do some Ghana Premier League related news. And Asante Kotoko, head coach Prosper Nati Ogum, is appealing to fans of the club not to get carried away by their impressive start to the new season. The Porcupine Warriors have opened their new campaign with a 100% record, winning all four matches so far. According to Prosper Nati, it's important for the fans to be patient with the team because they are still in a learning phase. I think they should still keep their cool and calm. They should be patient. Uh, and then they should try as much as possible to be uh, supportive like they've been. I mean, it's, it's, it's a game model we are trying to develop for Kumasi Asante Kotoko. And it's a blend of old and new guys. So I'm just appealing to them uh, to be calm and cool, to be supportive like they've been, and then trust in the process. The moment they trust in the process, and then the players get to know that they trust in what they are doing in games. It, they will become motivated mm. and they will do it the more. Asante Kotoko, head coach Prosper Natio Gum speaking there. Meanwhile, reports coming through say that Glatzin Awako has returned to training 
with Accra Hearts of Oak. So we'll be bringing you details on that particular story in our subsequent bulletins. Let's get to some other news. And Director General for the National Lotteries Authority, Sami Ewuku, has confirmed that there's currently a proposal before the corporation to consider sponsoring the Ghana Division 1 League. On Monday, the National Lotteries Authority unveiled a one-year sponsorship deal with Asante Kotoko and Hearts of Oak that will see them use jersey numbers from the two clubs to conduct lottery draws. Ewuku says the NLA sponsorship of the two clubs is the beginning of their investment towards sports development in Ghana. And the proposals have come from all fronts. I came to even made a proposal uh, from the Ghana Football Association. Let me be very honest with you. Uh, but as new director general, I decided to, to take some two baby steps for a start. And that's Kotoko and House. And then we build upon it. As I speak to you, the Division One League people are also on our necks. But the point is, uh, I have just come in just three months. Uh, I'm determined with the support of management and staff to turn the NLA around so that uh, we always exhibit the positive news. So even though the NLA, as part of our good causes, we support sports and youth development, aside uh, the health, education and all, we believe that this is also a critical need uh, of our contribution towards sports development and Ghana football in general. You had Director General for the National Lotteries Authority, Samir Wuku, speaking there. Let's get to some national team news. And former Ghana coach Kwesi Apea has warned the Black Stars not to expect any easy draws in the playoff round of the 2022 FIFA World Cup qualifiers. Ghana, who face one of Nigeria, Morocco, Senegal, Algeria and Egypt in the draw to be conducted next month with a two-legged matchup scheduled for March 2022. Now, success over the two legs will then take the Black Stars to their fourth World Cup appearance and a pair who led them to the 2014 edition using the playoff format says the Black Stars should not expect any easy team in the next round. Oh, I mean, I always wish that Ghana gets the best team that. And I, you know, I keep saying, and I've, I will never stop saying that there's no minnows in football anymore. So, whichever team you get, you, the most part thing is to play very well and go out there and do the best. That so you had former Black Stars head coach Quesia Pia speaking there. Let's get to the camp of the Super Eagles and Italian club Napoli have announced that Nigerian striker Victor Simen is set to be sidelined for three months with a facial injury. It means the 22-year-old will miss the African Cup of Nations in Cameroon, which kicks off in a few weeks uh, on the 9th of January. Now the Syria side said the striker had surgery on his cheekbone and eye socket on Tuesday, having sustained fractures in the 3-2 uh, defeats by Inter Milan over the weekend. So Victor Simon, bad news for Nigeria, bad news for Napoli. Let's get to Europe because the UEFA Champions League was in action.
And let's begin with the action from last night. Dynamo Kiev, they were up against Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich too powerful for Dynamo Kiev. In the end, Dynamo Kiev lost that game by two goals to one. And then it was Villarreal up against Manchester United. Manchester United coming through with a big away win by two goals to nil. Jaden Sancho was in action in that game. He uh, was an impressive form. Barcelona were also up against Benfica. That game ended goalless before Chelsea ran route against Juventus. 4-0 is how that game ended. Lille beat Salzburg by one goal to nil. Malmo also drew 1-1 with Zenit in Petersburg. There was Sevilla playing out a 2-0 win over Wolfsburg. Young Boys also drew 3-3 with Atalanta. So that's what uh, went on on the first day of the UEFA Champions League. Later tonight, there's Besiktas taking on Ajax. There's also Inter Milan taking on Shakhtar Donetsk. Atletico Madrid will be up against AC Milan. There's Club Bruges versus RB Leipzig. Liverpool take on Portuguese side FC Porto. Manchester City take on Paris Saint-Germain. There's Sheriff Tiraspol versus Real Madrid. And then there's also Sporting Lisbon taking on Borussia Dortmund. So that's what's going on as far as the Champions League is concerned. Let's finish off with some boxing. And former IBF lightweight champion Richard Comey says he will be looking to unsettle Vasyl Lomachenko by dictating the tempo of their upcoming bouts. The two boxers heading to the fight haven't scored important knockout victories against their last opponents. Now ahead of the fight scheduled for December 11 at the Madison Square Garden, Comey is convinced he can expose the weaknesses of Lomachenko. Yeah, most definitely. You know, what I mean, Loma is one of them. Like uh, the, the the guy they regard as uh, one of the best, you no know, pound for pound. So it's always uh, great to face the best, so that people would know who you are. Yeah, I think you was uh, I, what I saw. Like you was putting a bit of pressure on him. He didn't let him settle to do what he wanna do. And I think it's one of the things that you know, what I mean, I need to capitalize on it. Yeah. For, you know, I'm going there to box, do what I can do and what people know me. What I'm capable of is what I'm going to do. And then if, you know, I cannot tell the future. I cannot tell what is going to happen in the ring. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm just going there to do what I got to do. Play smart and make sure, like, uh, don't rush anything and then just do what uh, my corner will instruct me to do. And then definitely, I know for sure, if everything goes right, definitely, I'll be victorious on the night. Former IBF lightweight champion Richard Comet speaking there. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Lechego and Santor Energy. There's more sports at citysportsonline.com. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. The power of relevant radio. This is City 97. Oh, baby.
733 97.3 ctfm lots of birthday wishes coming through 24th november 2021 don't forget we have a big debate on fix the country where are we with that what has to be fixed I have a very exciting panel I'll be introducing shortly and I have a co-host as well he will be joining me shortly Chris Payne from Deutsche Welle will be live on City will be live on GBC will be live on DW wishing Derek Usa Samoa of Carl Bank and Victory Presby a happy birthday coming from his wife Angela children Kojo Ifua and Akosia God bless you have a fantastic day and a happy blessed birthday to Jesse Yale of Apps and Mobile Solutions. We wish God's continuous blessing. Lots of love from Ruby, Nana, and Mami. And your colleagues at work, enjoy your day. And a happy birthday to Selassie Kelvin Egbenya from your father, Paul. <laughs> you know Paul Egbenya? <laughs> Paul is a videographer from... Uh, he's usually with the parliament team. Paul yeah. Egbenya is a big man. He's the co- head of council of elders <laughs> of City TV. <laughs> he's the head of... Chairman of the council of elders at City TV. <laughs> Paul Egbenya. He's wishing his son Selassie Kelvin Egbenya. He doesn't want to tell us his son's age. Because he, he thinks it will let us know how old he is. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday also to uh, Vivian Lampo with the Ministry of Food and Agriculture, Abokobi. On this special day, I wish to let you know I'm forever grateful for all your sacrifices and may God richly bless you with good health and long life. I love you from your daughter Ajoa Gina, TDMU Japan. And to Rolando Fori, marketing manager for BS at Guinness Ghana, your team celebrates you today and forever. Wishing Doreen Selassie Kutriako of East Airport International School and Winikote of PCGF at Bethel Congregation La a happy birthday from Michael Ashite. And to Irene Anolabi of Shepherd Gate Ministries International, Oda Shomang and CEO of Rennie's Place, Ashongman Estates. May God bless you. Lots of requests. Nathan, I think you have <laughs> lots of colleagues. You are, you are born two days ago, right? Yes. Well, you share a birthday week with uh, Maulom Kofi Agbelengo <laughs> of St. Peter's Mission School. Happy birthday. Right. She turns 15 today yeah. from your parents and siblings. And also a long one, special wish to Meira Mauswam Akabua on the occasion of your second birthday, wishing you growth in wisdom, understanding, and stature like baby Jesus from your parents, Dr. and Mrs. Akabua, and your sister Etonam. And Auntie Mauswam also loves you very much. Happy birthday to Edem Awoku Sekbeji. And uh, your nickname is Chochi. <laughs> May your labor for God be rewarded. Coming from Mamele. And happy WCW to Salma Um Al Hassan. You do all have a great rest week. What is WCW, Kojo? Woman Crush Wednesday. Okay. So happy WCW to World Cup winners. I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I thought it was Kumwele. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know WCW <laughs> meant Woman, Woman Crush, Crush Wednesday. Wednesday. MCM Man Crush Monday. Okay. This type of thing. So uh, Salma <laughs> Al Hassan, your friend is wishing you WCW. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. A couple I more, a couple more, more for Bounce Out briefly. Mm. Okay, Kojo. Eugenia. Yeah. 
Nah, Lamli Mills. Today is um, yesterday was your birthday, so a All belated right. birthday to you from Fatima of Access Bank, All right. and also a happy birthday to Chris Oseyeboa. Is it? Yes, House of Folk. Really? As As of Oak. Chris Oseyeboa is a lawyer. Happy birthday to Nah Ashoko Mensa. Doku. Are you kidding me? Aduduaji. Now, now, she's celebrating her birthday. Yes, today is now Shoko's birthday. All right. Now, Ashoko, Mensa, Doku, Aduduaji, aka Mrs. Kabute. Happy birthday! Lots of birthdays today. Yes, lots of birthdays today. All right. This one says Happy birthday to Monsignor John Louis or John Louis, Vicar General of the Archdiocese of Accra. That's from Lambert of Dodo. This one says Please wish my wife Marie Antoinette of Celion Mission School in Kumasi from her husband, Captain, and the children Nana and Ira. This one says Happy birthday to. I'll give you more. Happy birthday to Melita Bell Benson. You've been a friend, a sister, and a wife, and a mentor to us all these years. May God bless you and beyond. Coming from G Mosa Group. Happy birthday to Akosia Otopai Oforia J of Fenton's International School, Tema. From Uncle Nanayao and Auntie Bridget, Gulf City, Tema. To my sweet mommy, Vivian Lampo. I think I read this already. And to. Enunyam Kwame Achia EJ, happy birthday. You are nine years old today. The entire family say we love you so much. God bless and favor you from your dad, Eric, your mom, Rhoda, your big sister, Nyamiye, and your brother, Aseda. And this one is coming to Pishigu Lana Na Al Hassan and Dani. Touchingly humane, a doer and inspirer. Thank you for being a trailblazer because of you. We too can. May your Midas touch follow you all the rest of your life. So I think this is Al Hassan and Danny's birthday. And uh, he's been given a special traditional title, Pishigulana. This is coming from Salman Faris, also coming from uh, Mauko and myself. Uh, Al Hassan and Danny, one of the most brilliant bankers I've ever known. Former MD of Stambik Bank. He's now enjoying his retirement. <laughs> Happy birthday to our lovely son Kofi Boati and Ponsa Dudu from your parents, uh, Lieutenant Commander and Dr. Mrs. and Ponsa mm. Dudu. Um, happy birthday to Ishmael Ado, mm. Ishmael Ado McReady, mm. formerly of SNET. Mm -hmm. That's from that's coming from Florence in Teshi. Mm. Interestingly, my co host for today, Chris Payne, is also celebrating his birthday. <laughs> so that's just a great day to be born. <laughs> now, if okay. you think of what to do today, let Mastercard take you on a priceless journey into the fresh, colorful, and exciting world of dining. Awaking your senses when you take a big, juicy bite out of exclusive food offers and taste the passion put into making unforgettable meals because food is beyond what we eat bring your taste buds to life with mastercard and start something priceless now there's another big event tomorrow fosda in collaboration with ctfm and national network of youth groups organizing a national forum on financing tvet in ghana and youth employment now this is happening at 9 a.m alisa hotel Keynote Speaker, Deputy Education Minister in charge of TVET, Honorable Gifty Chumampofo, is on the theme promoting sustainable TVET for youth employment and national development. Log on to forcedad.org to attend to be live on CTFM 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Event supported by Oxfam. 
And all your better requests are brought to you by Creamy Plus. Creamy Plus. It's creamy. It's creamy plus delicious milk. Uh, it's just great for you. Plus for you, bam bam. <laughs> and it's a great compliment to your tea, your coffee, your Gary soakings, your masque, and all your cereals. You get creamy plus today. And today's special meal is oats. Oats. Use creamy plus to draw a hat on the oats and have a nice meal. Available at all girl shops, shell shops, Bachona Total, and other supermarkets in your neighborhood. Good morning, Bernard. May I please know if there is a water shortage issue in Accra? I live at Spintex and there's been no water. I went to the gym at Bema Camp and there was no water as well. <laughs> I, well, I don't know. Maybe the places you are are the problem. Are you sure you've paid your water bill? <laughs> Let's not generalize, my dear, my dear brother. Is, is undertaking um, revenue mobilization and disconnection exercise. All so right. in places where they've not paid their water bills, All right. it's possible they've been disconnected. So, Pajo, check if you've paid your water bill at Spintex and check if the gym have paid. If you also paid, check if Ghana Water is also supplying water to people. <laughs> <laughs> there are two checks. We don't, we, don't, we don't want to generalize. For example, in Kumasi, people, I've seen a lot of my friends in Kumasi calling and also posting on social media uh-huh. when they will get a doomsaw timetable of sorts. What's going on? Because they say that their lights just keep going off. Really? And people listening to us on Orange FM can give you feedback on that. That there's been they do no not get light? constant electricity. It comes on and off. And so So it's not re- it's it's irregular but it's, it's very it's, annoying. Yes. So if, if there's a problem, ECG should communicate to them. Mm. And if there's a need for a low shedding timetable, mm. it should be published for them. That's right. what commercial people have been. So seeing. share your experiences with us. We want to know if these are just isolated inc- incidents or whether there's a general problem with water and electricity. Okay, now you know Christmas is just around the corner. In fact, it's here. Actually, a month from today is 24th. Ah, what's today's date? We'll be in Kase, 24th, 24th Uko Ukuro. Now, we shall live in any Obra Uomo. Ube top of the bag, now we will never go. Ube ko e krasi, now we will never go. E krasi, now we will traffic never chew. Charlie, so in a month's time, it's 24th December. Yeah, we'll be chopping Christmas. Uh, we'll be doing situation. Uh, we should sing a song. On the 1st December, if you see me inside the story, I'll be making go. Anyway, Access Bank says Uh the one card campaign, there are three things involved. Mm -hmm. Get the perfect gift card, enjoy discounts of up to 25% and shop online for free. Yeah, man. So if you want to gift any card this Christmas season, Mm. make sure it's an Access Bank prepaid card. Just load cash and the card becomes a perfect Christmas gift. Mm. You can pay for all your Christmas shopping with the Access prepaid card and enjoy up to 25% discount at our loyalty partner at Outlet. Yeah, man. For your online purchases, pay with Access prepaid card is free. No charges at all. So get your access prepaid card. You can go to any of the 53 branches across Ghana or get the card instantly by dialing star 901 star 6 hash to request your card. Mm-hmm. You can also call 0800-004400 or visit ghana.accessbankplc.com for more information. T's and C's apply. Access Bank, more than banking. And the Central University is Ghana's leading private Christian university. They are inviting applications for the 2021-2022 mm-hmm. academic year. Bernard, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting the courses they are offering. Tell me about the courses. Degree in environmental engineering. But as you. <laughs> you, are, you are environmental engineer. Civil engineering. 
right. fashion design, landscape design, interior I, I, no, design. I like landscape design. Yes. A degree in landscape design. Yes. But how do you need a degree in that? Why shouldn't you do a degree in landscape design? It's a science. Landscape design. Yes. Right. Look at our look at our towns and how bizarre they are. Need proper landscape designers. There's also degree in interior design, architecture, business administration, computer science, IT, theology, econs. And now they are offering MBAs and MPhils with various specializations. I like the I like the landscape yes. design. Yes. Because I need help. Uh, <laughs> so so how do you apply? What what are the details? You 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 can apply by going online to their website, mm-hmm. uh, central.edu.gh or you call 030-331-8583. They also have degrees and diplomas available online as well as on their campuses at Miocho, Christ and Kumase, Central University, Christian University, strong in applied sciences, strong in applied humanities. And Vodafone is giving you the smart serve service for a limited time. They are giving you extra value when you purchase your smart serve device online. You can now buy your Vodafone smart serve device online today at a discounted price of only 379 Ghana cities. In addition, they are giving you a whopping 10 gig data for free. 10 wow. gig data for free wow. if you buy your SmartServe um, device for 379 Ghana CDs. SmartServe keeps you connected to the things that matters to you both at home and in the office at the best value. Visit the Vodafone Ghana's website to check coverage availability in your area and buy online. Terms and conditions apply. Vodafone, together we can. Younger. Hey, hey, So first issue we want to deal with briefly, why are people massing up at National Identification Authority offices to register? Is it poor communication? Is it misunderstanding of the process? Or is it that the NIA doesn't have enough space for them? Fred, who visited a couple of registration centers and came through with this report. At the Ghana Revenue Authority premises on the Ring Road in Accra, where the National Identification Authority is registering the public for the Ghana card, a number of men and women were seen exhausted and frustrated by what seems to be a long day after several unsuccessful attempts to get their cards. The people you see here are a number of people who want to collect their national identification card and some are willing to do a new card. But I understand some of them have been sleeping here since yesterday and I want to engage them to find out how, what have they been telling them. Welcome to City News, sir. Good afternoon, sir. Mm-hmm. Your name and probably what, tell us what you are doing here. My name is Bruce Enin, and I'm coming for my NIA card. When did you register? I have not registered. So you are here to do a new card? Yeah, I'm doing a new one. What time did you come here today? I came here yesterday, yesterday night, 7.30 p.m. But as of that time, <laughs> the offices won't open, so why will you be here in that evening? Okay, the problem is that uh, it's, it's not advisable to come to this side at that time. But since we came here, we've noticed that uh, the, each and every day they, they do 15 people. That is quite curious because I understand the NIA says they've opened offices in each district. How come you are at this particular center just want to do a, a registration here? Which district do you come from? Okay, I'm from the, this municipality, Kolekrote. And I live around, but because I want to get my card, I have to sleep here before I will get the number that I will use to what, get my card. Uh, what have they been telling you in there? Have you been inside? No, since I came here, I came here around 2 a.m. today, and the rumors I heard around was 
a day, it's only 15 people they will register. And with that, the 15 people, at times they don't even complete them. Like, so if they don't finish with the 15 people, they will continue from the number they finished, they stopped at. So it means if 11 people do today, meaning if they are coming to give another 15 numbers again, they will start from five, meaning it won't be 15 people again. Only 11 people will get to register again. And if another day too, it happens that way, meaning the same thing has to apply. All right, so there is another gentleman here. Young man, welcome to City News. Uh, same to you. I'm here to register my card. By the way, what's your name? My name is Asare. Asare. Kofi Asare. By right now, last 2009, I go to register like this, but the thing is not coming. Up to now, he say do Ghana card the same thing. But I came here in the night around 12 o'clock. I came here 12 o'clock, but I'm here by, I hear say, Police people, police patrol people come share your number, the 12 people pay. But nobody will forget another number. Hmm. That's quite interesting. Uh, I can see some young women here. A gentleman, is he sleeping or what? Hello, sir. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. Hello. Are you sleeping? Oh, this hot afternoon, why are you sleeping here? Because I'm tired. I'm tired. You are tired, but this is not a sleeping place. Because mm. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. You are tired. What are you doing here? Tell us specifically what are you doing here? I came for my card, national card. What have they been telling you? They say you should wait. So we are waiting for the people inside. After they have come out, they will see what what is going on. Because if they have not finished the inside one. You don't know what is going on inside there. I made my way into the main office where the registration was taking place. NIA officials were seen attending to about 10 people. The process seems a bit slow, leaving many of the applicants disturbed. An official of the NIA told me the office had only four workers who were supposed to attend to the huge numbers. According to the officials, they were limited in terms of what they could do in a day, but he declined to speak on record. Meanwhile, the situation looked organized at the premises of the Registrar General's department when the news team visited at about 3.40 p.m. According to some officials I spoke to, the situation was brought under control before the news team arrived. Some of them won't like to come on camera, but I can tell you there are a lot of them. The moment they saw our cameras, they begin to uh, run away because they just don't want to show their faces. But when we came earlier, the numbers here was quite huge. So it's, uh, that was Fred Ho's report. It's eight minutes to eight. Now, let me hear your experience with the National Education Card. What we're going to do is Kojo is going to give us the timetable the NIA released because the NIA, through its communication team on the 2nd day of November, came out with a timetable for registration. Listening to the people who had gathered at the registration center, it's quite clear there's not enough information about what's going on. So, Kojo, what did the NIA actually intend to do? And is it that they don't have enough places for people? Or is it that people are not following instructions? Let me read the statement as released by the authority, signed by Acting Head Corporate Affairs, Abdul, Abudu Abdul Ghaniyo. Mm -hmm. The statement, NIA to begin operationalization of regional and district offices, mm -hmm. 2nd November 2021. 
The National Identification Authority wishes to inform the general public that effective 3rd November, it will commence the operationalization of its 16 regional and 275 district offices across the country based on the following plan. Mm -hmm. From 3rd to 5th November 2021, setting up, conducting public sensitization and engaging with community leaders on the impending operations of the regional and district offices. This will also enable newly appointed officers familiarize themselves with their various communities and undertake other preparatory activities. Mm -hmm. From 8th to 16th November 2021, except weekends, issuing Ghana cards to Ghanaians who registered during the mass registration but could not receive their cards. Mm -hmm. That's 8th to 16th. So November. 8th to 16th is last week. Oh. So this is for collection. Yes. So that's those who registered during the mass registration but could not receive their. So account. that's for collection. Yes. And then from seventeenth onwards, continuation of issuance of Ghana cards to applicants. So they were right. Most of the guys first spoke to mm -hmm. were looking for new cards. They, they were not going for their. They were not going to receive already done cards. They were not going to start the process. Now from seventeenth November twenty twenty one onwards, registering and issuing Ghana cards to Ghanaians aged fifteen years and above. All right. From 29th November 2021 mm -hmm. onwards, replacement of lost, stolen, and damaged Ghana cards. Mm. And from 29th November 2021 onwards, updating of personal information of applicants mm -hmm. in the National Identity Register. All right. The NIA will announce in due course the timelines for the registration of Ghanaians under 15 years. Mm. The regional and district offices of the NIA will operate within the usual business hours from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., Monday to Friday. The premium registration center at the NIA head office will also be open for business on Wednesday, 3rd November 2021. Mm. The NIA respectfully requests the cooperation and support of members of the general public. Mm. Signed, Abdul Ghaniu, Acting Head Corporate Affairs. So there are four categories. The first category is those who have already registered for the card who need to collect it. That's from 8th to 16th. So hopefully all those who have registered prior to this announcement have received their cards did they mention the specific place for this they 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 said district offices district 275 offices. district offices 16 regional offices and premium is at the nia head office in accra so that's almost 300 because you have district offices the regional offices mm -hmm. and then the head office okay yeah. so the first category is those who've already registered who just want to pick up their card second category is for those who now want to get a new card started on the 17th and it's on and then the third category placement of lost stolen and damaged cards so if you have a card but it's lost you have a card but it's damaged that starts from 29th that's mm -hmm. monday mm -hmm. so you're not supposed to join this queue yeah and then if you want to update your personal information or your records yours also starts on monday yeah. so presumably all those who are the centers are people who are looking for new cards mm -hmm. and both of us fall in that category yeah hmm. well it's uh, four minutes to eight Let's hear your experience with the National Identification Card. Have you received your card? How easy was the process? Are you in a queue? Are you concerned that you may not be able to meet a deadline? The other problem is that there are so many new deadlines. SIM card registration has started. Some companies are asking that you update your records with a Ghana card. There are so many services that, in fact, people who have to collect SNIT so i don't know if the timeline they've given and the demand that they've created commensurately matches the space they've provided in terms of supply points because everybody wants a ghana card now yep. and i don't know if they have enough people to give the cards within the period that people will need the cards the national identification authority 
can help us by giving us an update on their staffing, mm -hmm. on the district offices that are actually working. Mm -hmm. If there are other avenues for people to get registered, maybe online registration, mm -hmm. institutional registration, premium registration, what are the modalities? Mm. Because um, as I said in 2020, when this process was ongoing, I said that it's, it's not fair on the Ghanaian that we do this exercise and not put in place all the avenues to make it as seamless as possible mm -hmm. and as stress-free as possible. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was engaging my mother the last time as to how she got it. She said she, she had to be in a queue for three days to get a Ghana card. Mm. And as important as this is, we should also know that it's also important to make it a bit stress-free for people to get it. Mm -hmm. We should make the right investments in the processes, in the people. Remember, we spoke to um, Pam Deti some time ago when mm -hmm. he was acting corporate comms head here in the studio and I asked why we couldn't do online. Mm -hmm. um, he said that the online system had not been connected to the existing system. So, if it's been done now, I think the NIA should also communicate appropriately so that you, Bernard, can go online and fill in the form. When you go, they give you a token because they have to take your biometrics, right? They use a token to retrieve your field form. They go through with you to ascertain whether everything is okay. And then they take your biometrics. Easy does it. Not so. Mm -hmm. It helps to enhance the process. If there's a premium um, 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 service as captured in this statement, there should be a way where people can go and book and pay for the premium service mm -hmm. and be assigned times, schedules, when they, sh they should come to, to get it done, right? Mm-hmm. There are a lot of private hospitals we've seen in this city. Mm. When you go on their website or when you call, you can book an appointment. Yeah. So we should be able to book appointments as well. Mm -hmm. We should make it so stress-free and easy so that every Ghanaian... Because now every Ghanaian understands the importance of getting the NIA card. Yes. But every Ghanaian cannot go through the stress that people are going through, sleeping at a place from 9 p.m. till morning just to be counted among some 12 to 15 people. Mm-hmm. And we know the numbers we are dealing with. So we must make the right investment to get these cars issued as fast as possible mm -hmm. so people can use them for whatever they need to use them for. Very important. A few quick, questions, a few quick comments on the NIA Kojo. Some people are commenting on the situation. Uh, this one says, good morning, Bernard and team. The NIA should utilize other institutions like NHIS, NDVLA, and all other institutions that issue biometric IDs. They have the infrastructure and the experience. All these institutions have to uh, do uh, uh, to help the NIA to issue the cards. We should utilize them. It will take away costs and all the unnecessary inconveniences. No need for this chaos. Our leaders should be innovative. Abba, Kwesiajma from Dodoa. Mr. Avler, the timetable they gave was unrealistic. They were not able to serve all those who fell under the categories that they put out good morning bernard the delay in printing of the cards uh, have resulted in the mess and this is no different from the whole governance system itself nothing is adding up everything basa jones in la hello bernard and city yes i like i lied to my branch manager to waste about two days to go through this exercise when the they first commenced in 2019 but I could not get it after the wasted period. Now, we are being asked to collect it, and another productive uh, time is being wasted just for nothing. Go and see how both the aged and oh. the youth are oh. wasting time at these centers. Oh. It's very embarrassing. It's all over. And as for our dental supermarket, the little said about it, the better. Same as when your head office at Shiashi, dear Bobo, mm. please help our city else. I don't think I'll go for mine again, Felinat in Islegon.
more comments we'll read them when we come back it's 8 30 it's 8 o'clock it's time for tech and social media trends brought to us by standard charter bank do you want a bank that helps you achieve your wealth priorities at standard charter your priorities get their priority we know you want to grow and protect your wealth we hope you achieve this with expert advice local and global opportunities we know your heart lies in your children's well-being we help you succeed with educational solutions we know your health is your wealth our insurance plans cover against life's uncertainties while serving as an investment tool join the standard Charter priority banking today call or sms 023 300 0650 or 020 or visit sc.com/gh to learn more standard chartered here for good don't forget we're also sponsored by vodafone sim card registration is ongoing make sure you register your sim card from now till end of the year call or sms 655 or 0800 visit nca social media pages facebook twitter or instagram or the nca website nca.org.gh for more information this announcement is brought to you by kelsey vodafone daniel Cranting is here with the trends good morning good morning bernard what's up <clears throat> don't tell me Carrick is trending you get he it. trended Oh, okay. We'll get there. What's the first trend this morning? NSMQ. NSMQ is trending. Yeah. Keta is trending. Yes. Um, Keta SHS. They beat Wesley Girls and Tamale SHS. Wow. Tamale SHS. They are the conquerors of both Achimota <laughs> and Adisco. They are out. They finished last. So Tamale beat Achimota and Adisco. Adisco. And they finished last to Gehe and Gehe Keta. And Keta. So it means Keta. that Achimota and Adisco are far behind Keta. No, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, it doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't work like that. Ah, okay. It's not the same. <laughs> but yeah, Keta, they became the first uh, school from the Volta region to make it to the final of the competition. All right. Yeah, so that's some good news. Mm-hmm. Um, Presec, they beat Chemu and St. Peter's. Yeah, Chemu Pepepe. <laughs> <laughs> so Presec are into yet another final. We are in our 10th final. Charlie, 10th final. It's crazy, man. Tenth final and then Premier College and in the tenth final we won six and lost three finals. Mm-hmm. So it will be six and People lost. We just win the thing. Organize another bonfire. That's, That's coming. Eat jollof and party. Tenth <laughs> final. Why should they win another one? The Why more, shouldn't they win? The more time people are against. No, no, no. It is only Presec that Premier wins win. the thing and, 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 and celebrates it properly. No, no, no. I don't care. Uh, you are supposed <laughs> to give the trend, not to you opinions. Don't care. <laughs> I've sneaked it in. Mm-hmm. Um, also in the finals, Premier College, they beat Opoku Arian, KNUST SHS. They mm-hmm. was called the Comerican Derby. Yeah, man. Uh, they beat those two schools to also book a place in the final. So mm. the final is uh, Presec versus Premier College versus Keta. And when SHS. is it? It's on Friday. Wow. Hot one. It's going to be interesting. Very interesting. All the best to Premier College. Um, ah, what's wrong with you? Oh. How, can you how can you come on my show and be wishing all the best to Premier College? Oh, but they are my friends. I'll send you a memo. <laughs> you don't respect it. <laughs> <laughs> also in the trends, okay. <laughs> uh, Villarreal are trending. Uh, Carrick also trended. Man United in the first game post Uli. Um, they won by two goals in a comfortable mm. win. Cristiano Ronaldo mm. and Jadon Sancho yeah, grabbed the two goals for Man yeah, United. Man. Um, Chelsea also trending. Of course, they beat Juventus by four goals to nil mm-hmm. yesterday to book their place in the round of 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barcelona also had their destiny in their own hands, mm-hmm. but they drew at home against Benfica. Uh-huh. They are also in the trends. Um, trending is uh, also trending is um, Rocky Dawuni. Rocky Dawuni. Yeah, he, um, became. Or oh, he grabbed Ghana's second ever nomination in the uh, Grammys. He's Ooh. been nominated for the Global Music Ooh. Album uh, for the 2022 Ooh. Grammy Awards. Ooh. This is second nomination. So the first one Ghana got was in 2016, Best yes. Reggae Album. It was yes. him. And then he's done it again. No, Rocky is different. 
Rocky Rock is on a different level. Different level. Solid guy. Um, he's in the category with a uh, whiskey. Yeah, um, man. Femi Kuti mm-hmm. and Angelic Kijo. That's high level. So. High level. Femi Kuti and Angelic Kijo in the same sentence. Yeah, but all of them, none of them has their song in FIFA games. Except only Rocky. Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. Charlie, you didn't play FIFA, Sana, Ronaldo, those times. Yeah. Ronaldo, they play for Man U first, first, first. They yeah. play, uh, the Ronaldo gets a board and they start playing. Solid, 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 solid. Yes. What's the craziest thing you've ever done for love? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> uh, is it <laughs> the name given to the people who do very crazy things for love? The male name is Yakubu. <laughs> the female name is Mimuna. Really? <laughs> yeah. Some guy, his girlfriend lived in Tema. He and his girlfriend lived in Tema. Mm-hmm. Then. His girlfriend works in Accra, he works in Tema. Okay. So he would drive to Accra, go and drop his girlfriend, come back to Tema, mm-hmm. and come and work. When it's closing time, he'll go to Accra, <laughs> go and pick her, and come back, and go and drop her to home. <laughs> no, I don't understand. He lives in Accra. He lives in Tema. And his, his wife, girlfriend. girlfriend lives where? In Tema. Okay. But she works in Accra. Okay. So he'll go and pick her from her house. Accra. And then he'll take her to Accra and go and drop her at work. Then he'll come back and use the motorway and come back. When it's five o'clock, then he'll go back and go and pick her in Accra. <laughs> Then come back <laughs> after all that too. She damned him, she didn't marry him. Oh, oh. Y- Yakubu is James, eh? <laughs> or is it John? <laughs> anyway, thank you very much, Daniel. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Your business' most important asset is its people. To ensure they get the healthcare they need, Without worrying about out-of-pocket expenses, Liberty Health offers comprehensive cover across its global elite, plus Africa, classic critical care, and classic plans. Visit libertyhealth.net for more. Liberty Health covers administered in Ghana by Apex Health Insurance Limited. Liberty Health. In it with you. Boy, the AC you bought me. <laughs> I will get that and many more at a greater discount. Electrol and Ghana has got Ghanaians covered on EGL fantastic Christmas promotion. Surprise, that's the straight from EGL. Oh my, it's fantastic Christmas promo. As Santa Claus is coming to town, it's got to feel like winter. This Christmas, grab the NASCO eco-friendly Air Doctor Split AC. Starting at 1799 Air Doctor, no Corona. Grab your NASCO 32 inches flat LED TV for 799 Ghana cities. What more can you ask for? For your family and loved ones this Christmas, grab your media tabletop fridge starting at 799 Ghana cities. We will give you a media freezer. 1,299 Ghana cities. And tell your mama that Toshiba washing machine front load is going for 2,699. Fantastic Christmas promo is really everywhere. Hurry up and enter any EGL showroom. Fantastic Christmas promo (laughs) is everywhere. Hey, 
So what goes into building quality structures? I mean, literally, what goes into it? Wujaf, you don't want to be sitting here somewhere worrying whether or not you did a really good job. It'd be a very simple equation. If there's no diamond cement in the mix, Massa, forget it. Don't start crying. Diamond cement has been providing builders, block makers, and construction companies that peace of mind for years. Diamond cement is 42.5 R-grade cement. Unbeatable quality made right here in Ghana. And because we have your pocket in mind, we provide 32.5 R-grade so that everybody getting on. No long talk, oh Jack. If there's no diamond cement in the mix, don't start. Locate Diamond Cement Ghana Limited nationwide with factories in Aflao, Takrade, and Buipe. Or call 0244-313-368 or 0540-111-978 or 0202-021-175. Diamond Cement, still as hard as a diamond. If your landlord say come up for Ajingo, why this long face? Charlie, my landlord has done his thing again. He's increased the rent. How do I pay rent and complete the construction of my two-bedroom apartment? Ah, Ajingo, take a seat. Do you know you can convert that rent into home loan repayment like I did? I took advantage of First National Bank's year of home ownership and applied for a home completion loan to finish this three-bedroom house. It was very simple. Speak to First National Bank today about their mega year of home ownership sale. They've reduced interest rates by up to 1.5% for all home loan products to help you move from tenants to homeowner sharp call them on 024 2435050 or 0800 7705222 to get started remember year of home ownership ends in december so act now first national bank bank of the changeables first national bank how can we help you at ShopRite, you'll find everything you need and more. From our Wattlers Butchery and Bakery to the freshest fruit and veg, all at the lowest prices. Like a one kilogram pack of sunny brown sugar for only 12 Ghana CDs, 99 pesos. And get a one liter Dano UHT full cream milk for just 9 CDs, 99 pesos. Valid till 24th November. ShopRite, lower prices you can trust always. One expert makes betting easier with their app for both Android and iPhone users. From finding games easily, playing virtuals, and betting with even speed has made it more fun to play on the OneXBet app. Download the OneXBet app on our website, onexbet.com.g and use the promo code RADIOGH if creating your account for the first time. OneXBet, bet for every Gambling can be addictive. Bet responsibly, not for person under 18 years. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the Gaming Commission. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Unleashing the power of Redwood Radio. This is City 97.3. How many roads we had to walk just to make it to the door only to be told we were too late. How many picket lines we cross just to get back off the floor Then we fall back in the same old game But it made me realize To see the line and train The shadows of the hand That always pull the strings For those who understand The beginning see the end Guess who is rising again Again, knocking on your door till all your walls come down.
So two important things happening. National identification going on. Quite a few people complaining about the process. We brought you a report from the Ring Road area where people literally have to go and sleep there. They allege that only 15 people get their cuts in a day. Uh, here are some more comments coming. I'll be speaking to the uh, head of communications at NIA shortly. Kojo, what are people saying about this process? Okay, so um, Gifty in Sukra says that, Good morning, Bernard. Mm -hmm. Some of us do not know where the district offices are. Ablekuma Central and Ablekuma West, we don't know where they are. Mm -hmm. This message from Desmond in Kokrobite says, Good morning, Bernard. My wife was at the Gas South Municipal Assembly to collect her card, which she registered for somewhere in August last year. Surprisingly, she was told it was still not ready. Mm -hmm. The NIA is not serious. Mm -hmm. So one, people want to know where their district offices are. Mm -hmm. And two, those who registered last year, they've not received them and they are worried. Now, this one says, mm -hmm. I still haven't received my Ghana card. Mm -hmm. When I went to the, my district of collection, they told, ours, they, they told us that ours were still not ready and we should come back next week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me talk to the head of communication at NIA. He's in the person of Abdul, Abudu, Abdul Ghaniyu, head of corporate affairs. Good morning, sir. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Good morning, Bernard. Yeah. So, first point, there are people massing up at some of your registration centers to get the card. Has this been brought to your attention? Yesterday, we went to a few centers around Ring Road in Adabraka areas. And there was quite a queue there. Some people even said they had, they were going to sleep over at the place to in order to get the cards. Has it been brought to your attention? Yes, of course. Um, we've been checking all of that. And we are very much aware that people have been massing up at the registration centers since we started operations on the 8th of November. And actually, it started with the issuance of cards that were in backlog. Then by the 17th of November, we started conducting new registration. So at these centers, you would find those uh, two sets of people, people who come for their cards to be issued and also people who come to go through the enrollment process. So we are aware of these difficulties, but I have also been urging that all this while, we had just our operational office in Accra. All of a sudden, we have had to make a quick transition to 275 operational districts. And NIA now has national presence. We are going to be in the districts or in the regions forever. And that is the reason why it should really not be panic or anxiety because any day you can wake up and go to the NIA office for any of these services to be offered you. So we really cannot come to terms with why people just go there to sleep. When we have indicated time and again that once we start registration in the districts, we are going to be doing so forever, like any other state institution, Bennett. Well, maybe because the deadlines that have been given for certain things to be done are not forever. That's why people are behaving the way they are. I'm sure you know that you have to register your SIM card by end of March. Some companies are asking their staff to come up with NIA cards as early as first week of December. So even though, yes, your standards will be open for the rest of the year or whenever, the 
demand for the card has gone up because of its usage the other question though is how many people are able to issue cards to per day because some of the people we interviewed allege that at the ring road central place only 15 people are registered every day is that correct yeah so let me deal with this letter issue the fact is that we have one enrollment station in every district as we speak and technically and operationally we are able to enroll about 15 people in a day so if they work from say five o'clock from eight o'clock to about five then they are spending about 15 to 16 minutes on each applicant and that makes sense so it is the reason why these crowds are really not needed if we all accept the fact that NIA is in these regions and districts for good. I understand the point that a card is in demand for various services, such as the SIM card re-registration, but that is all the way to March next year. So there's still some time to that effect. And we will continue to, to share the data with the Ministry of Communications and other relevant stakeholders. If we get to that point where we realize that we still have a significant portion of our population not registered. Why not? We are going to call for extension of that particular deadline. So that is the point. And now the other issue about some other employers now relying on the Ghana card so that they can integrate with SNET and continue to pay salaries to their employees are the urgent that they should take cue from the Control and Accountant General Department. When they announced that and gave a deadline which was 1st December, we have all indicated that that wasn't feasible. And from NIS and we mentioned this strongly, controller has since rescinded that decision and they are waiting for us to give them a clear signal on where we are in terms of the registration statistics before they can come up with a new date. So other employers should take cue from this that they need time for their employees who do not have the Ghana cards to be able to acquire it. If it is by the end of the year, if it is early next year, I think these are things they should be looking at. So by end of year, for instance, NI is hoping that we should register about 95% of the adult population. So a few more months into 2022, our expectation would be that all persons in Ghana 15 years and above would have been registered for the Ghana card. Then we begin to now look at children from age 0 to, to, to 14. So this right. is our plan, so as far as the operationalization of these regional and district offices is concerned. Let's do some numbers. How many Ghana cards have been issued as we speak? Are you aware? Um, Bernard, I've just called for the statistics. And as I speak to you, the officer in charge of this is yet to share okay. that with me. Can we do it? And I'll be able no to problem. share that with you right after the interview. Can, what about wh before the process began in November? I think when I interviewed you in October, before your press release in November, we had a figure we were working with. Yes. So yeah. we had registered about 15,700,000 people. And we had issued a little over 12 million cards. But then some other cards were already printed, uh, more than one million of that, which were in backlog. And those are the cards we have had to issue from the 8th of November, and that is still ongoing. So we decided that for the first week after 
just do card issuance. Then after a week, we will start the new registration. Mm. But even that, mm. the issuance of the cards is still ongoing as we speak. Okay, but, but, but just using basic arithmetic, if you've issued or if you registered 15 million people, the last population census, we have 31 million people. If you look at the population structure, the people who are age 15 and above should not be more than 17 million. So if you've issued 15 million cards, then technically probably less than 2 million people should be applying for cards. If yeah, my, I think if, the, people if, who are, the people who are, more, who are age 15 and above, uh, around 18 to 19 million, Bennett. Fine. So, that so, so it means that you have 3 million people possibly looking for cards. But the demand we see at the centers belies that figure. The other point is that if you are registering 15 people per day in 275 centers, that means that every day you are registering about 4,000 people. So in a week, you are registering 20,000 people in a week. Exactly. That 20,000 in a week, you cannot meet your, your 3 million demand by March. Based on basic yes. calculations, so, you cannot. So, um, apart from the operationalization of the regional and district officers, we have continued to have conversations with other cognate institutions, such as SNAID. Of course, the GRA now, we have 34 officers within their premises, and we're hoping to scale that up before the end of year. So when SNIT comes on board as well, we would have registration centers across uh, SNIT offices across the country, and the same conversation is ongoing with the NHIS and some other state institutions. And then at the regional and district offices also, currently we have just one enrollment machine in every district office. We could scale that up to two to three before the end of the year. So if you do all of this, certainly by early next year, we believe that uh, more, far more than 90% of the adult population would have been registered. Why don't you tell the National Communication Authority that their March ending deadline for registering SIM cards with the Ghana card is not feasible? Because if you are registering 20,000 people a week in the country, between now and March ending, you have probably another 12 to 15 weeks. There's no way that 3 million people who are left can register their SIM cards if they don't have Ghana cards. Now, in fact, the 15 million cards you say you've registered, I even doubt that because if you look at the number of people who are, who are going to your centers and their eagerness to register, and the number of people I know, even in my establishment, who don't have cards, I'll be very surprised if 15 million people actually have been issued with Ghana cards. I, I really doubt that figure. I, I said more than 15 million have been registered, but more than 12 million have been issued with their Ghana cards. And yet, we've had quite a number of cards in backlog that the issuance of these cards have been ongoing since the 8th of November. And I've also indicated that some of the measures are being put in place to increase enrollment machines at the regional and district offices at the moment. And conversations are also ongoing to sign MOUs with other cognitive institutions where we can set up more NIA registration centers. The SIM card registration is up to March next year. We still have about four months to go. It's early days yet for us to begin to tell the NCA that the numbers we are looking at, we will not be able to, to get 
Bernard have indicated that going forward, when we look at these statistics and we still feel that we should be telling them what you suggest we tell them now, obviously we are going to do so. Mm. From the calculation, you can only issue 350,000 cards by end of March, looking at the pace... With a, with a, with a, yeah, the current system, right? So, so less than half a million cards can be issued using the current system, unless you you improve your throughput time. My other question is that the Ghana card is at the center of a digitalization effort. Why on earth can't I go online and fill the form and be given an appointment date to come and do by biometrics? Why do I have to go and queue so you can only register 15 exactly. poll in a day? Exactly. So that system has also been designed. We have piloted it and we are still going through a piloting stage. But the appointment system is fully being implemented with services that we offer at the headquarters. So as we speak, people who come to the headquarters have started to use that system. Only yesterday, for instance, we are attending to some 400 people who had gone online to go through that appointment process. And this morning alone, I've looked at the system and we have about 300 people who have registered to, to come to seek our services today. So we will then roll that out for the rest of the nation and for all the 275 officers across the country in the next couple of days, Bernard. So, so, so these are all systems we are looking at. Eventually, we should have a situation where people can even fill the form online, print it, bring it to the NIA, then we just scan it into our system, but still have to conduct the interview anyway. So the fact that somebody has filled the form doesn't mean that once you bring it, automatically you go through the process. An interview must still take place for the enrollment process to, to happen. So these are all systems we are looking at. Right. Yet with the piloting of the online application system, we are successful at that. And very, very soon, we roll that out for the rest of Very the quickly, your timetable had four components. Card collection up to the 17th. Then registration from the 17th till you finish. Then you had replacement 29th. And then records update 29th. Looking at what we are seeing at the centers and the pressure you are under, are you minded to re-evaluate that schedule? No, the, the, the card collection is ongoing. Actually, um, when we indicated that from the 8th, we actually meant that that was going to be ongoing, but somewhere along the line on the 17th, the new registration was going to begin, which would also be ongoing. And by the 29th, we will start replacing cards. People who have lost their cars, cars are damaged, or they want to do updates, they will be able to visit our offices for that to be done. So that is the schedule. So there's no point that we are going to end the issuance of backlog cards. That will be ongoing alongside the registration. So what is your message to those who have masked up at the center? Should they go home? Should they go for numbers? Yes, my, What's my your message, message to them? My message, is, my message is very, very simple. Probably they think that similar to what we did during the mass registration, three weeks, four weeks, and you are out of the region. But that's not going to happen. Wherever you find an NIA office now, that office is there for good. So you can wake up and really decide which day to go to the center, get registered, or seek our service. And of course, to make it even more convenient, 
the online appointment system has been designed. All We've right. gone through the concept, and very soon we'll be rolling that out for the entire nation. Thank you very much. That was Abudu Abdul Ghani, Acting Head of Corporate Affairs, NIA. 831. So we will bring you your money and then we will jump into our debate. Our big debate this morning. My guests are already in. My co-host is also around. But your money is brought to you by Carl Bank. Get clicking throughout the month of DJ November. Download the Carl Bank app. Transact as much as you can. Accumulate points and get rewarded with amazing prizes. Santa Claus came early. So whether you're making payments, splitting bills among your buddies, generating invoices, transferring funds or buying airtime, just do it on the Carl Bank app. Call us toll free 0800 500 or chat with us online on our social media platforms and on WhatsApp. Cow Bank Forward Together. All right, Nathan, what's the tip for the morning? Well, the, since this week is all about Black Fridays and discounts, and all, I'm telling people to utilize online buying options. Some of the outlets are offering uh, purchasing options online so you don't have to leave home, go and queue back and forth, pushing, pushing. If there's an online option available, please make use of it. It will save you time, mm-hmm. save you money, save you the hassle of the long queue. Hey, I picked this first. I picked this second. Where's my change? Where's my... No, 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 no. Please, utilize the online option. Save I time, save money. Also needs that advice. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was your money. Brought you back, Halbert. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. So 8:33. Ever wondered how many hours of data Serveline gives for free for you to stay connected? Well, if you're a heavy Netflix user, you can watch up to 20 hours of your favorite programs in HD quality for free. Music is a mood booster and Selfline allows you to listen to millions of songs on your favorite music platforms with over 1,400 hours for free. For every new device you buy, Selfline's free data gives you over 20 hours free. To host your video conference on Zoom or whichever video application you use. Time is everything and it's the hours that count. Let Selfline be the power behind your need to connect, learn and be entertained. Nothing works better than Selfline self-line better together and if you're experiencing weakness headaches and difficulty in concentration it could be iron deficiency anemia now it's a challenge to four out of ten women of childbearing ages six out of ten children below five and you can simply prevent iron deficiency anemia one meal at a time lift strong or hashtag lift strong with iron and it's time to be a G with G Money, the most reliable and secure mobile money wallet. Take uh, part in the win like a G promo and win monthly rewards. A brand new saloon car as the grand reward. G Money is powered by GCB Bank, Ghana's largest and safest bank. Papanaba, be a G. Tratum, tratum with G Money on any mobile network. Thank you. <laughs> now, Expressway is creating priceless experiences through instant payments across multiple channels. Download Expressway on Play Store or the App Store. Join the Expressway family now. And it's a new flavor, another energetic experience, a pleasant taste. Get your hands on Good Day Energy Drink. It helps you uh, get some good energy. It makes you feel good and it's best for that special occasion. Available in all girl shops, Bachelor, Total, Melcom Supermarkets, Palace Mall, and a pub near you. Did you know that over 80% of domestic fires are caused by use of cheap and substandard electrical mm-hmm. cables? You tell them, that tell them. to rewire your property within three to five years when you use substandard cables? Well, look no further. Nexans Cable Metal offers the best and highest quality cables, probably made in Ghana, 
and guaranteed for over 40 years. We produce all sizes of conduit, flexible, armored and non-armored cables and fireproof cables. Now, we are ISO certified. We are also approved by the Ghana Standards Authority and the Energy Commission. Get in touch. Call 0544349855 or go to nextdance.com.gh. Remember, electricity no get leg. It be Nexans cable, metal cable, they carry them. <laughs> And talking about Black Friday, the West Hills Mall is giving you the biggest sales ever from Monday, November 22 to Tuesday, November 30. Buy everything you need from clothing, electronics, health and beauty products, household items at unbelievable discounts, ranging from 10 to 50%. Avoid the Christmas shopping rush. Shop for the family at West Hills Mall this Black Friday. West Hills Mall, a happy place. And don't forget the Matriarchs verse is happening this Friday, the 26th at 8 p.m. Kempinski Hotel, Gold Coast City, Accra. And it's at 8 p.m. The red carpet or black carpet begins at 7 p.m. Tickets, you can get them for 150 CD standard or 200 VIP. Dial star 447 star 2173 hash for ticket purchase or call 054-807-9766 for more information. Matriarchs verse is sponsored by the Kempinski Hotel, Gold Coast City, Accra, Color Cast Print. Avancing Fashion House, Reed Couture, Reed Saloon, Special Ice Mineral Water, support from Lister Hospital and Fertility Center, Gig Kits Events, Tech Services, Himaya Ushering, Good Day Energy Drink, and Creamy Plus Evaporated Milk. Matrix Verse by Apioko is a Fablinks production and is partnered by CTFM, CTTV, and Ghana Weekend. All right, Nathan, I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to the debate. <laughs> I am. Fix the country. I am too. I am too. Several people talking about NIA registration, I'm sure. Yeah. This one says... We will uh, deal with yeah. the NIA on, on, an act, on a day. different yeah. day. We want to just move. I'm sure people want the NIA fixed oh, as yes. well. Yes, yes. All right, so I'm going to uh, bring in my guests now. Yep. Hungry man say fix the country. Belle fou say fix yourself. Here with my birthday man, Crispin. <laughs> Chris, good morning. Good morning to you, Ben. Good morning. I love your voice. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Happy birthday to you. 
Thank you very much. I didn't know today was your. Did you did you select today because of your birthday? Oh no no no. <laughs> that is, I mean, is that how vain you can get? It's coincidental. Choose so basically yeah. to celebrate your birthday, you want to have a debate. We we peg it. We peg it <laughs> the debate. <laughs> so you work at Dutch Bell. What do you do at DW? Well, I do a lot of stuff. Mm. I do reporting. I do hosting. I do online stuff. I do social media. Wow, you're a jack yeah. of all trades. I'm telling and you, and a master of all. You have to. I see. But so you live in Ghana. I do. How long have you been here? I have been here since uh, 2019. Oh, wow. So I experienced the pandemic at its worst. Oh, you were here? Yeah, 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 yeah. The lockdown, the two weeks. Okay. I was around. Amazing. And you were reporting throughout? I am reporting throughout. Amazing. Yeah. Originally from where? From Kenya. From Kenya? Yeah. I see. So how do I pronounce your surname? Crispin Mwakideu. You've tried. You've actually done a good job. Mwakideu. Because the Germans, they say Mwakideu. <laughs> and that's obviously not the right way to say it. It's Mwakideu. Mwakideu. Oh, man. Crispin <laughs> Mwakideu. So I'm here with Crispin Mwakideu. <laughs> I need to eat Nomachoma to get it. I need to eat You know? More. Yeah, Mwakideu. You've been to Kenya, right? Many times. And you love Nomachoma. Oh, Lord. It's Why can't you have it in Ghana? What's the problem? It's too complicated to prepare. Oh, please. <laughs> I just don't know. But, so what, what food do you like in Ghana, by the way? Eh, in Ghana. In Ghana, my favorite is tilapia. Tilapia. And the banku. Ah. You know, then you splash all these spices on top. You're an, you're an ewe man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm co-hosting this debate. So what's this debate about? Chris, so give us, give, give listeners what to expect. What are we, why are we debating? What are we talking about? So we've been hearing for a long time uh, in Ghana that the young people want to fix the country. Mm hmm We've carried these stories for some time mm -hmm. and we have the privilege today to have a very interesting, exciting panel and we want to find out what mm -hmm. exactly is this fix the country? What, do, what needs to be fixed? Mm -hmm. Who is going to do the fixing? Who is the fixer? Yeah, who is the fixer exactly? Mm -hmm. So I, I think we need to address these issues mm. and sort of like hopefully come to a, you know, some kind of a... Some resolution. Some resolution that okay. would, would move you know, mm. Ghana forward, so, beyond aid. So we are live on CTFM. We're live on GBC <laughs> radio stations across the country. Awesome. And we are also live on Dochevela's Facebook page. DW Africa. And we are smiling on video as well. So you mm. see in studio, I'm here with Chris, who's in a nice uh, Abada. And, uh, Is it Abada? I was told it's called Akpaja. <laughs> you, well, need to, you, you, you need to eat more tilapia. <laughs> 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 think, by the time you finish, <laughs> is it Abada? Is this Abada, right? It's an Abada. Uh, no, actually, this is a smoke. This is a sleeveless smoke. A sleeveless smoke. The Ghanaian yeah. word for it, the chewy word for it. This is a fugu. 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 Yeah, this yeah, is a short sleeve fugu. fugu. The third time I'm hearing different names. Yeah. <laughs> you, are, you are being okay. It's fugu. This yeah. Is the official one. Crash in chewy. Yes. <laughs> so, 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 who do we have as part of the debate? So, Chris, who, who do we have as part of the debate today? So we are honored to have the uh, Ghanaian Minister of Information, mm. Kojo Opong Kruma. You, you got that right. I said it correctly too, yeah? Kojo. It's not Kojo. It's Kojo. You got it right. You got it right. <laughs> Kojo you. Opong Kruma. And then who else do we have? We have uh, Madam Theodora. Theodora Williams auntie. Williams auntie. She's a development worker with interest in women, peace and security and youth development. Yep. She's also a gender equality advocate. We've interviewed her a few times on this show. She's actually organizing a big event on TVET tomorrow. Mm -hmm. okay. So she's very passionate about technical and vocational education. She'll throw a few of the TVET bombs on the show today. And then who else do we have? Then we have uh, Mr. Ni Ayi. Opare. Opare. Yes. Opare. Yes. Yeah. He's with the Economic Freedom Fighters League, Fighters League mm -hmm. and also a co-convener 
of fix the country. country. He also has a nice lock of bushy hair. I'm telling you, I, <laughs> yes. I'm envying him, you know, because this has no hair. Looks back then <laughs> ah, when yes. I was young. He would donate some of his hair to you. We're also joined via Zoom by Regina Amega. She's a lawyer recently called to the bar and she's been quite active on the student leadership platform. Regina is joining us via Zoom. Regina, if you can hear me, good morning. Good morning, Bernard. How are you Thank doing? Thank you for having me. I'm good. I'm doing well. I hear you are in my holy village of Ho. Mm -hmm. Yes, please. Oh, oh, man. I was there last week. It's a beautiful place. Thank you oh, so much for joining us. Sure. So, so viewers and listeners, the plan is very simple. We're going to go through the debate in four rounds. The first round, we'll discuss what Fix the Country is. Uh, what should be fixed and who should do the fixing? Those, those are the basics. Right. And then we'll also discuss the state of the campaign, and that we'll discuss with me because the campaign, we don't know whether it's still an online campaign, whether it's a movement, whether it's whatever. Then we'll talk about how we are doing fixing the country. And I think that's where the minister will come in pretty strong because yesterday he was on his feet debating in parliament strongly. And then we'll talk about the way forward. So maybe let me welcome again all of you just to say good morning to our listeners yes, so they know you are here. So, Ni, good morning to yes, you. Good morning, Bernard. Great to good have to you. Here. Good yes, to be sir. here. Theodora, good morning. Good morning, and we are happy to be here. Kojo, good morning. Thanks, Bernard, for having me. Good morning, guys. Good Fantastic. Morning. So, I'm playing a song, uh, Ni. We live like in a barrel, I don't know whether this song is what defines what fix the country is. This is a free is. They say fix the country. We say fix yourself. Yes. I don't know. So when we say fix the country, what are we talking about? <laughs> right. I, I thought you were going to play the song some more. Okay. Okay. Let me play some more. Let me play some more. Let me play some more. Play some more. And if you're listening, send us your comments. Country hot. The hashtag CTCBS on Twitter. Challenge. The 77% for Dolce Vela. Or 054-998-6996 for WhatsApp and Telegram. So hashtag the 77% or CTCBS. 054-998-6996. So let's come back in the studio. So Nia, you are probably great to have you from the co uh, the, the fix the country. I, is the song the definition of fix the country, or what is fix the country? Um, pretty much. Um, if you permit me a few minutes to start off, I'd like to um, go through quickly what our national anthem says. Okay. And I'll take the first two stanzas so we can just wrap up quickly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it says, "God bless our homeland Ghana, and make our nation great and strong, mm. bold to defend forever the cause of freedom and of right." Fill our hearts with true humility. Make us cherish fearless honesty. Mm -hmm. And help us to resist oppressor's rule with all our will and mind forevermore. The second stanza says, Hail to thy name, O Ghana. To thee we make our solemn vow. Steadfast to build together 
a nation strong in unity. With our gifts of mind and strength of arm, whether night or day, in the midst of storm, in every need, whatever the call may be, to serve thee, Ghana, now and forevermore. Um, Bernard, so you asked what does Fix the Country about? Um, the movement Fix the Country, it's actually a coalition of several um, organizations and individuals, yes. And interestingly, the whole conversation started on Twitter, where some youth got together, you know, we're just talking about life and, you know, everyday experiences. And, you know, it came down to the point where we realized we share similar sufferings, irrespective of your social class, where you're coming from. There are certain issues that affect all of us as Ghanaians. So then, what then will be the way forward? We say, this country needs to be fixed. So then the hashtag just came up, fix the country, and then poof. Now, the success of the movement as it started as a campaign, the hashtag, was that every Ghanaian who saw that identified with the issues we're raising and said, no, I see myself in this. So then it, it, it just moved around, you know, the energy gathered because everybody felt it and we came on board. Now, what made it become an international sensation is, you know, we tried to organize a demonstration first in, um, in sometime in July. Um, the government tried to stop us from doing this through the police. And it's very interesting because, you see, Enshrined in the Constitution says that your right to demonstrate is a right. And trying to prevent people from exercising that right is actually undemocratic. But here we are claiming to be a democracy. Now, the, the events that went on with the, you know, between the movement and the police escalated to the point where they prevented us from having the first demonstration. But it didn't stop the movement. It actually went onto social media and that got us to cross borders. So in, in actual fact, we tried to have the demonstration in Accra, just on the streets, in a few streets in Accra. But because of the incidents of trying to stop us from going ahead with it, Fix the Country crossed borders and became an international sensation. And currently, we've had um, demonstrations in about um, six, seven different jurisdictions um, through Europe, America, I mean, several other places. And it's, it's interesting because you realize that even though it was done by Ghanaians in there or in other countries, they all identify with the messages we're raising. And that this is not just a global phenomenon that's happening, but something that the youth are facing at this time. So Fix the Country in summation is just a movement that was started by the youth to address situations that we as youth in particular were facing. Mm. And yes, that's how it's grown. Mm. Um, you say that you're a movement. Yes. Uh, but, but my question now is, mm. is, I mean, Fix the Country itself is, is uh, um, striving or, or pushing mm. or pressuring all uh, relevant uh, uh, stakeholders in Ghana to fix the country. That, that's your goal. Yeah. But how do, you, how, do you, how do you guys intend to achieve this? Because if, if you're not into, into uh, uh, if you're not going to be uh, aligning yourself to any political uh, party, mm. then how, how are you going to achieve your goals of so fixing the country? Right. So um, then again, we are, we are a law-abiding movement in that we respect the rule of law. We actually believe so much in democracy that we have decided to test the democratic principles that we've been touting to the world to practice. So you realize that even from the beginning when the police tried to stop us, we rather took the issue to the court. So we had our first battles in the court. And we've consistently tried to champion democracy as a stance. Mm -hmm. So um, the fact, you asked if we are having any intentions of political power that you're asking. Yes. yes. So um, before you can move into that realm or that space for political power to even contest, you're supposed to have organization. Organization presupposes power. So we are looking at mobilizing and organizing a certain um, critical mass for the movement. 
And when we're able to get that, then yes, the other options that are available to us, that's contesting from power and all of that will come. But as it stands right now, one of the major issues we, we found with the youth is that they are not politically conscious enough to understand the things that are happening in the country. Mm. So the movement is, the initial objective of the movement is to conscientize or raise the consciousness, political consciousness of the youth. Make them understand politics as it happens every day and how it affects them directly and indirectly. Now, when we come to that awakening or consciousness, then together as a, as, a, as a block, as a united front, we can begin to have the conversations as to how do we fix it? And then when are we going to start? And then what do we do? Mm. So after that organization, then you realize that the tactics and the strategies mm -hmm. towards political and power would, would come up. I guess as that. it stands, yes, we're trying to just raise the consciousness, consciousness of, the youth, of the youth. Let them understand the issues as they ap apply mm. right now. Mm. Let me come to Regina. Regina, are you a youth? And how does Fix the Country resonate with you? I know you're a lawyer. Do you qualify to be considered a youth? Because in Ghana, you can't really tell. <laughs> Regina, if you can hear me. Oh, we work together, by the way. All right. Oh, okay. So, yes. okay. Hello, Regina. Greetings, Regina. Bernard, can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Okay, great. So, yes, um, my youth, I was just called to the bar recently. But then again, um, I think we've always defined youth between, uh, as persons who fall between um, 13 to, let's say, 40, even sometimes 25 to 40, depending on the parameters we are using, given each uh, analysis we are doing. But uh, then again, the Fix the Country movement resonates with everybody across board. It's not even just youth-centered. It cuts across every, every Ghanaian, whether babies, whether youth, whether old people, whether even those on pension. Because some of the things that the Fix the Country movement has been calling out for, changing the constitution, making the necessary inroads, raising the political consciousness of the masses, and the masses cut across both young and old. You see, um, during our mobilization as Fix the Country, you get in touch with people, you talk with, you talk with people, and you get the sense that they do not even understand the reason for their struggle. They do not understand the basis of their struggle. You're in a country where by your minimum, your minimum wages, 12 CDs, are averagely 12 Ghana CDs a day, but then your rent for a single room is ranging between 300 and 350 Ghana CDs a month. Yet you are supposed to cough out 24, 20, that of two years advance, which is 24 months. And then you come back and say, look, I'm not, I'm, the economy is hard. I'm not seeing the head and tail of it. But then you cannot clearly link the macro politics that your government is doing or successive governments have been doing to what is, is currently happening to you. Um, the current budget is clearly stated that the youth numbers have increased from 2.2 to 10.8 million from 1960 to now 2021. Bernard, that is a measly 2.3 to 3% annual increment. And we are saying that from 1960, almost 60 years down the line, we do not have, the youth cannot hope or the youth cannot look forward to something more sustainable. And then we always come back and ask ourselves, so what's next, what next? We are doing uh, uh, activities that are not long lasting, that do not have any monitoring and evaluation attached, just to quiet down uh, youth unrest. And the funny thing about it is that we know the problem, we know where it is going. We've seen the trajectory from 1960, we are in 2021. We know that in the next 20 years, by 2030, the numbers are going to increase. What are we doing? What are the stop gaps we are putting in place? These are the reasons why people continue to agitate. And um, I like what he said. You see, the issue with the fact the country is that it's not going to end with a group of people. 
so long as the unrest, so long as the issues are not dealt with, they are always going to morph up. They might, they might come up as maybe um, a group of people. Next time, another group will come out until the issues are dealt with. So it will not be about economic fighters league today. It will not be about fix the country, the entire 13 fix the country convenience tomorrow. It can be about another group of people who mm -hmm. rise up to challenge the status quo. So All right. It's okay. not Thank a movement you. that is going to die. It's a movement that will keep changing until the root causes are dealt with. All right. Thank that's you. The, Th that's where the conversation Thanks. must start from. What are the root issues? Mm -hmm. We hear, we hear you, Regina. Thank you so much. Let me come to, to you, Theodore. Uh, you represent the civic society. Um, what, 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 in your opinion, needs to be fixed in Ghana, and, what, and how are you faring on as, as the civic society? Okay, thank you very much. I, I, I was hoping you ask me what fix the country means for me yeah. as a Th civil you society. Can, you, can of, you, you can, of course, also <coughs> yeah. start with that. And what it means for us. Mm. And I think for us, when, when fix the country happened, it was like, wow, the youth are finally awake. So many things have happened in this country. Mm -hmm. um, government purporting to fix youth employment issues. We have so much research regarding youth unemployment. Yeah. We have when young people, um, people graduate, only 10% of them find jobs. It takes 10 years for young people to find jobs. All these things are going on and young people have been very quiet. Mm. And so Fix the Country was like a wake up. It was like we were so excited something like that was coming up. Mm -hmm. Young people are finally talking. We've had year, um, year the youth, the jida happened in the um, youth employment space, corruption and all that, and young people were still sleeping on it. And so Fix the Country was good, it was great, and it is still great, I, I'm sure. It's still <laughs> great. Um, to come to your question now, I think that um, traction, I don't know whether it's losing traction, or, um, but I think we need to focus. As, as we have it now, the, the call is too wide for me mm. and for us. I mean, fix the country, the constitution, the this, the that. We need to focus on one or two things that we can hold one government accountable for, or that we can, we can, hold, we can hold on to government to say, let's fix this before this government leaves power. Mm -hmm. If we are able to do that, I, I think the government has had a call for um, youth employment. There is something in the budget for entrepreneurship. How are we going to monitor that, police that, and make sure that by the end of this year, next year, two mm. years, three years to come, that 10 billion cities or something that government is putting in that coffers is going to yield. Mm. And more young people are going to get jobs. More young people are going to be entrepreneurs to employ more young people. Mm. And three years from now, we are not going to be singing the same song. Mm. I work with the youth across the country. We've been trying to get them to rise up, to speak. But believe you me, most of the time, their interest is their own personal, um, getting something here, something there, a little job here, a little there. So they don't really so much care about this politics and all that. Mm. But if you're able to get young people working, young people will be interested in governance issues, young people will be interested in politics, young people will be interested mm. to come to the plate for leadership. Wow, so we are, we are hearing the same things from at least two or three of you, that the young people must become politically conscious and that they have to understand that the, the way the politics works affects them directly. Mm -hmm. And that's what Ni is trying to do. Kojo, what was government's initial reaction to fix the country? Because when I listen to Ni, he suggests that government was trying to frustrate the process. I think that's what you were Still saying. Trying to. In terms of the protest. So I'm asking you first, in terms of the general idea of fix the country, a lot of social media traction, a big conversation around it, 
and then to specific actions around we want to protest. What's government attitude to the fix the country? Ben, I thanks. Um, I mean, our understanding of uh, the fix the country movement agenda campaign is that it's a call for a speedy resolution mm. of uh, some of the challenges that bedevil us as a society. I think it was Buzia who argued that any democracy within which you can't mobilize public opinion mm -hmm. to speak back to government is mm -hmm. not a democracy. Okay. And so my understanding of what is happening is that uh, this is becoming a major pillar of our democracy where you have a non-political also actor, uh, you know, a, a collection of ordinary citizens mm -hmm. who are raising their voice and saying that there are a number of things that we think we should be more speedy in resolving. I don't speak for the police. So I can't purport to explain their rationalization for all of that. But if I do recall, uh, the executive arm of government has sought to engage directly even with the, um, with the conveners or the organizers on a number of um, occasions. Because we recognize that the things that they desire to see fixed speedily are things that we ourselves have been speaking about for a while, have been concerned about for a while, have been working at for a while, have not necessarily been wholly successful at because there's a part of the equation that has been missing for a while, which is the citizen participation in dealing with many of these things. And so for them, as they raise this, it opens the door for dialogue for us. And so for us, we're happy to uh, engage and respond to some of the specifics that they are dealing with. And I think, as has been mentioned by one of our colleagues here, you already begin to see signs, even in the latest economic policy proposals we put before Parliament, mm. that there are things in it that are of uh, concern to us that we want to attend. So broadly, mm. I think it's welcome. Mm -hmm. But the important thing is, how do we structure it into a conversation that leads to us identifying common ground, mm. that identifying the things we can do and measure at the end of the day. That's what we get. Initially, when Fix the Country began on social media, some members of, I won't call them government, but there were a couple of members of parliament and some supporters of the ruling government retorted that fix yourself. And that trended for a couple of days before the backlash. In fact, the song uses that. It says, we say fix the country, they say fix yourself. So what was that? Was government initially pushing that and then when the backlash came absolutely not absolutely not i i i am the lead spokesperson for government i'm not sure you can ever uh, refer to any conversation i've had on this subject that we have articulated a posture other than saying that it is welcome the finance minister um who participated in the very first meeting spoke about the fact that it was welcome the national security minister the vice president if you have you know some member of parliament you know start a conversation that says fix yourself i think with the greatest of respect that ought not to be characterized at the government position for us as an administration we think that this is an opening moment it's a door that is open for us to engage with a, a very important cohort of the ghanaian society that was not actively participating in the conversation and what we need to do is to take advantage of it structure it see what we can agree on mm. what we can measure at the end of the day and i don't think what what we should do is amplify the the what i'll say the fringe response of one or two actors it happens in every system me is that yes. your feeling uh what minister is saying um, that, um, that it's, it's quite interesting some of the things that the honorable minister has said um first off he mentions that government is interested in engaging in with us apart from the first meeting and the main the first meeting came out of necessity because um of course they saw the energy that was you know in the in the system the agitation and all that so they agreed to meet us but i i don't recollect any meeting apart from that all the subsequent meetings we've had has been with the police 
we've not met any other government official. So where's the engagement? That was, I, I would like to have more information on that. Another thing is, um, if some actors in your administration have come out with a certain posture that is adverse to the, the, um, the campaign, and you are saying that you agree or you welcome our, our, our sentiments, I mean, why doesn't the government, as the, the lead speaker for the government, government, the administration could have distanced themselves from those activities. But you have a group of um, people who are, who are affiliated to the current administration. I can't say they are members, but, you know, the affiliation is that everybody knows. They come and form a counter-movement called Fixing the Country. And indeed, Bernard, I had a very serious argument with someone because he thought we were fixing the country. And he says, oh, you started the movement nicely, and then all of a sudden you join with the government um, actors, and then you're messing things up. I mean, how do you allow Hope Sinadoye, and uh, I don't even want to mention their names here, but pardon me. How do you allow these guys to come into the movement and mess things up and all of that? And I had to explain to him that fix the country is very different from fixing the country. So I would have anticipated or, or expected that if the government really welcomes our sentiments and is looking at how we can dialogue and work together to make these things happen, why don't you distance yourself from those uh, people on the periphery? Or I don't know the exact term you use. But why don't Fringe, you distance... On, on the fringes, yes. Why don't you distance yourself from their activities and what they're doing? So people know that, yes, this administration is actually looking to work together to, to make these things happen. And indeed, I have said on several occasions I've had to communicate for the group that we have been just... <laughs> we have been continuously putting out the offer. Like, look, we know this thing is not a one-man's job. You get it? We are raising some ideas and policies that we've realized have not been captured anywhere in the government communications. So we are open for dialogue. Let us meet, bring our ideas together, see how we can develop these ideas so we can implement them and, then, you know, help, help ourselves because we are the youth. We form the majority of the nation's population. So if there's any solution going to come out from this, you can't do it outside of consultation with the youth. So we have actually thrown the invitation out several times, but nothing has been met. Indeed, if he's trying to distance himself from the police and their actions, again, police is part of the state um, apparatus. So it, you cannot say the government or administration has a certain posture, which is different from what the security services also have. No. If indeed he's saying that they are welcome our addresses again, anytime we go on protest, we are only trying to voice out our displeasure with certain things that are happening. And if those things are welcome, and your police service, which you control, are actually uh, um, trying to use certain oppressive tactics to silence us, why has the government not spoken to this or addressed these issues? So you see, it's saying one thing and then doing another thing. Mm. And I, I, really, I really would like to have more information on the engagement you're talking about that governments will have with our, mm. with our Minister groups. is here. Mm. That, thank God. I mean, he, he's here to no, respond. No, no, I mean, yes, you recall yes. from the very beginning, I think there was a very clear meeting between a number of ministers, the Attorney General, the Minister responsible for Finance, the National Security Minister. And Health Minister. Uh, yeah, and Health Minister. And I quite recall, at least a brief I had of that meeting, that there was a clear understanding that we are willing and looking to engage with you. And the leadership of this group said, okay, we'll revert to our, um, our other team members and then we'll come back to you. I'm not aware that this team has come back saying that we went to our people, these are the list of things that we want to see discussed or dealt with. If that has been done, you can let us know. I'm not aware that has happened. Since then, government has consistently, like it does always, been engaging with various segments of the Ghanaian society on various things. My ministry, for example, when was that? About two or three weeks ago, we had a whole session with young entrepreneurs across the country to try and distill the issues that young entrepreneurs are facing and the kind of responses that they want to see from government. Close to about 2,000 people. Lots of interesting points of feedback, which... Uh, captured, for example, in this budget and how it deals with entrepreneurship. 
uh, where is it, health ministry, going around the country, working with various health directorates, etc. If, with great respect to your group, wants to make an input into that after the initial meeting, no doors are closed to it. But I don't even think that the, the, the debate or the conversation is about, did you invite us to a second meeting or not? No. The debate or the conversation is about what exactly do you want some speedy resolution in fixing? How is the government dealing with those things? Is it satisfactory? Are we missing the point? Can we maybe shift the focus and deliver some more on it? Because I honestly don't think that we're at cross-purposes or that we have to spend all the time trying to interrogate whether or not we are cross-purposes. I want a Ghana where my kids can have jobs when they grow up, electricity running, infrastructure that is functioning, security around the corner. I believe that that's the same Ghana you want. How do we now tease out the specifics that will deliver that and get to it? We can spend three hours having a debate on, um, you know, and this one they didn't call me and that one they didn't call me. But we can also spend our time focusing on the specifics and interrogating whether or not we are doing better or we are not doing that well on those specifics. Mm. This is the CTDW debate is live from City Studios, also live on GBC stations across the country. And we're looking at Fix the Country at a lively debate. We have in studio the my colleague Crispin Mwakideo. The studio is hot, man. I, I'm telling you. It's AC, but I'm feeling hot. I tell you. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll try and narrow down to what uh, Theodora asked. Whether the Fix the Country is not too much all over the place and whether there needs to be prioritization. So within the context that we are in, what are the top three or top whatever number of things that we think ought to be fixed and what's the way forward? In the meantime, send us your comments. Hashtag CTCBS on Twitter. Hashtag the 77%. Also, 054-998-6996. Tell me who needs to be fixed. We'll be right back. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. CDFM. Also, GBC radio stations across the country. This is the CTFM and DW Africa debate. Fix the country. Guest Kojo Ponkuma, Information Minister, Theodora Williams, Anti-Development Worker, Ni Aiyopari, National Spokesperson for E-Economic Fighters and Co-Convener of Fix the Country, and Regina Mega, a lawyer. Regina, I'm going to come back to you uh, via the Zoom. So, Theodora made a point that I, I felt I would come to you on. She's saying... They in the development space were excited when young people initiated this thing and they said, oh, the young people are waking up. That's great. But she felt that the, the area is too thin. There are too many things you are trying to, to focus on. You need to have a bit of prioritization. What's your comment, uh, Regina? Um, Bernard, yes. I don't think we spread ourselves too thin because everything is interconnected. For instance, let's just take one part of it, which is education and the job market. How is the educational system linked to the job market? We, we want practical education that will give us jobs. Now we come to school, let's say you go to a university from first year to um, the, your fourth year, 
you you engage in all sorts of um, theoretical education. In the fourth year, you're asked to do a, um, a research or an essay. You do that. You put it on the shelves. You graduate, and now you come to the job market. And then there's there's a balance. We say drop your degree and go and hustle. So there's no direct linkage there. Fine. We have other aspects like the um, vocational and technical education. Those are a little bit more practical and are connected because most of these people end up being self-made entrepreneurs. But then once again, let me come back to the point of the youth education and then the job market. Now, since 2004 through to now, we've had one form of youth program or the other. First, it was the youth fund, which never saw the light of day. Then we, uh, we came to the NYEP in 2006. It metamorphosized into the um, GDA. Then we came to the uh, Youth Employment Agency and even the uh, NEIP. So day in, day out, every year, a government comes, takes a youth program, um, uses, splashes a slogan over it, and then think the youth are happy. But it is not linked. It is not connected. Why should we be having uh, this program that at the end of the day, we can't see the number of people it's affected. We do not have any analysis, any study, any research on how these things have actually impacted. Now, government is coming up with um, another program, Ustart. How is Ustart different, the intention of Ustart different from that of Maslock? How is that different from what NEIP was supposed to do? Do you get it? So you ask yourself, if you really care about the youth, why is it that all these activities are not linked? Why is the youth start, the youth start not taking to the um, universities to start as an incubation program? And we have at least uh, 12, 13 universities. Why is it not starting as an incubation program? So that anybody who comes into the university, we give that fund. It's 10, million, 10 billion we are looking at. We give 1, million, 1 billion to each university, put it as part of your R&D, student that enroll in first year, Whatever your project is going to be in fourth year, you start working on it. By four years, you've developed a business model so that what the finance minister said in UPSA can be realistic, mm -hmm. that you grow to become entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. You realize that it is well-planned, it's fashion, it's, it's futuristic. You can, see, you can see the beginning and the end. Mm -hmm. I'm starting from level 100. By level 400, I have four years experience to have created a job market. And the investor is a big space. To be able to um, to be able to sh uh, share your product or get feedback from your products and all sorts of things, most of these uh, big uh, companies we are seeing today, most of them started from the universities because the university is a market. The reason why people do not feel comfortable going for these youth start program and things which fall uh, outside the remit of um, spaces such as universities and then polytechnics is because it is bedeviled with um, party full soldiers. You go, and if you're not a, a party member, you cannot access the small-scale loan or something of that sort. So, Bernard, the youth are asking, it's very simple. Mm -hmm. How is my education linked to the job market? So, that's a good okay. example of, yeah. of one, one way of, of linking the issue. Exactly. Bernard, I remember, I remember one time I was, uh, I was taking an Uber ride somewhere in, uh, in, in Accra. And, and this Uber driver told me, you know, um, I'm actually a graduate. I'm an architecture graduate. Mm. But I have to do this side hustle because mm. there's nobody, there's no job for me. Mm. So what he's saying, what, what he's saying is, is, is somewhat, um, is somewhat real. But but coming to you, Theodora, do you think that the focus should be now on youth employment, or should should we focus more on on education that will prepare the students 
uh, for the job market? What what should we focus? Because I mean, she says it's all interconnected, but you did not agree. Yeah, with yeah. That. When it comes to jobs and education, I think it's interconnected. When I said this, we're spreading two things. I was talking about you know, at a point we had infrastructure, we had. Yeah constitution, we had so many other things. But education and employment are so really connected and we have to work at the two of them together. And I think when young people are talking about issues that concern young people and their development, it makes more sense. It's more legitimate. Mm -hmm. It gives us more uh, reason to, to support them and all that. So I think that's the education. Yes, our education system um, I, I met with the Ministry of Education recently. I know they are having meetings with um, industry and, and all that, but our education system still needs to be fixed. Mm. We still have so much problem with it being so theoretical. I think I was in a panel with one um, lecturer and he was like, okay, so when you study psychology, where do you want to do your practicals? Where do you want to do intention? I'm like, what? Then you should stop studying it. If you if you are doing psychology and you can't do practicals anywhere in this country, then why go to school for it? Mm. If you can't you go to a school and be a teacher or something? If if we can't do internship with the courses we are doing in our universities, then we should stop. We should stop them. Well, let's do courses that we can do internships for. Let's do courses that we can use practically. So that link that link needs to be there and needs to be worked at. I think we are we are working on it gradually, but it's. Mm so slow. Mm. She mentioned TVET. That's one of my areas of passion. And I know that the CTVET, the Commission for TVET, has also been doing some reform, but it's been coming in ages. Mm. Um, last, just a few weeks ago, we heard that the Vice President has announced some, I think some $1 billion has gone into TVET. The reformation has been slow, very, very slow. 34 schools has been refurbished and all that and all that. But mm. we where we are and the kind of youth bulk we have and the kind of numbers um let me tell you jaina um, young people is between 15 to 35 according mm -hmm. to the national youth policy yeah. where we are with kind of youth bulk we have if we don't move at a faster rate i don't know we are sitting on a time bomb that's mm -hmm. just okay let me ask you yes. a question the budget this year yes. had a very interesting title Yes, it says no building a sustainable entrepreneurial nation, mm -hmm. fiscal consolidation mm -hmm. and job creation. Nice. Does this not seem as if government is listening? Because <laughs> I, I was comparing, yeah. I, I've looked at the budget themes for the past four years 2018, yes. putting Ghana back to work, yeah. 2019, a stronger economy for jobs and prosperity, mm. 2020, consolidating the gains for growth, jobs and prosperity for mm. all. They're still keeping the theme of yes. jobs. Mm. Yeah. 2021 was about revitalization after COVID. But 2022 is talking about fiscal consolidation and job creation. Doesn't the, 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 the rhetoric of government and some of the things we've seen here mm. suggest that they are listening to the kind of things Rijanda and Tudora are talking about? And exactly as you said, it's rhetoric. Because if you're going to mark by the previous budgets that have come out, what is, what is the score you give them? Um, I'd, I'd like to um, touch on something that Regina said about the interconnectedness of all our things, yes. And consistently, people have asked that, what is it that you want to fix, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And you see, that question alone is an admission of failure. Because if we voted for you to handle our economy, 
you're first supposed to do a proper diagnosis of the system or have a fair idea of what the system is like mm -hmm. and then prepare what you call your manifesto but those are supposed to be developmental plans and policies on how to make it better so if we come out and say we want it to be fixed and you're asking us what is it to be fixed it's two things it's either you're saying everything is very good as it is and that there's no need for improvement or then you're clueless about what the problems are and if you do and you know with a greater respect this is not a personal attack but mm -hmm. i'm just saying it as it is yeah so then you see that that is one of the challenges we have i have said just like Vijana said that you know most of our problems are interconnected and it's not just with education and um, the job market yes but you see let's take one issue let's just say fix the country says that we want unemployment to be fixed mm -hmm. um my sister Fedora said something very interesting that if you look at the numbers that we are talking about we are supposed to be creating jobs very very rapidly mm -hmm. to absorb the growing youth that are coming so let's say we say we want unemployment fixed now the very best option for solving the unemployment issue is industrialization or production and the vice president at the time aspiring says he's going to move this um, economy from taxation to production but you see no serious government can tackle industrialization without four major aspects and these cut into other parts of the economy and i'll go through them with your permission oh yes so um first off before you can have a successful industrialization drive, your first thing is supposed to be your energy generation capacity. Mm -hmm. And not just the capacity, but the technology. Mm -hmm. Recently, we sent a delegation of about 300. Mm -hmm. 300 Ghanaians went to Glasgow for a meeting, right? And they were looking at um, global warming. I'm told the figure was lower. I, well, I, but it's more than 100. Yeah, yeah, yes. it's 100 and Okay, right. So they were looking at um, moving away from um, dependence on fossil fuels to greener alternatives, right? Mm -hmm. So any serious government that's looking at industrialization today would have to make provisions for alternative energy resources, mm -hmm. right? That's the first thing you have to look at. Yes. Now, the second thing you have to look at then again is education. You're supposed to be producing skilled labor because yeah. when the factories and all those things are built up, you're supposed to have the skilled labor to be able to run them. Mm -hmm. So your education system is supposed to be directly linked to the job market like Regina was, was pushing to. The third thing you have to look at is infrastructure. Now, I have said consistently that roads are not built for the comfort of people to ride around in that. No, that's not what roads are for. Roads are actually conduits of productivity. In that, roads are supposed to connect your production bases to your market centers. So I'll give a typical example. If you look at what we call the, road, the cocoa roads, they connect cocoa-growing communities to the market centers. And in the shortest possible time, cocoa roads are able to generate revenue that are used for other projects. That is how in, um, development is supposed to be planned with infrastructure. So you don't just have a case where you're building roads because you want people to ride in style and all that. No, it's supposed to be linked into a certain economic policy mm. or program. Mm -hmm. And that's how we get the benefits or um, generate more revenue. The fourth thing I'll touch on is health. And you see, it's interesting then, again, you cannot touch on health without looking at your agricultural sector. Mm -hmm. Indeed, even with industrialization, the production, I mean, um, production and all of that, you still have to depend highly on agriculture. So that is the interconnectedness. But if you look at the health sector, you cannot have a productive worker force if they're not healthy. And healthier, like I'm saying, is not just the building of hospitals and giving health care and all that. No, but you're supposed to look at your food. So then the agricultural sector will have to be touched on. Mm. So you see, if they ask us, what do you want to be fixed? Mm. It's very difficult giving a list of items and saying, this is what we want. Because, because we realize that... connected uh, as you just demonstrated. Exactly. Ability. So we want a holistic approach to, to fixing the system. To fixing the system, yes. yes Indeed, we acknowledge that you cannot do everything at the same time. Mm -hmm. But in taking a holistic approach, then you can identify mm. where you can make the most gains in the shortest possible time. Yeah. And then channel your, your energies to that point. Right. You see? Okay. Thanks, Thanks Nick. Let's, yeah. let's come to... Uh, you, um, you didn't let me finish everything, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, get we have to point. give everybody some time. We, we have to be fair. Yeah. Uh, Minister Kojo, yeah. uh, 
I'll give you time to respond to that. What what is the government doing to to uh, to fix the country? The interconnected, the interconnected. In, yes. education, <laughs> the jobs, of things, yeah. infrastructure, and health. In one thing. Let, let me let me let me just make a quick point, and then I'll come specifically to okay. um, your question. And I think that when Theodora says that um, they need to have some clarity to their agenda mm. and have some um, maybe centered focus, so that it is easier to benchmark and track and narrow down on it, she's not clueless. She's not even government. Yeah. But you see, she, as a third-party bystander, is observing and giving feedback that you have a lot of energy, you have a good intention, but you need to help us construct it in a way that becomes easier to narrow in and to respond to, or even to showcase to you what is being done already. And in all humility, I say to my brother that if you respond to calls like hers, that it is, you know, a mark of cluelessness or that... No, no, I, I, no, no, I, I don't have to respond to that question. No, 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 to be voted, no, relax. Hold on, relax. Relax. You're not saying asked to be voted. What me I said relax was that. And let me develop my argument. The administration that we're having came out to the people and me, said, "We me, want you to vote for me, us." And me. I'm saying that was based on a promise. I, I will give you a chance to rebut if you are misconstrued. Okay. So let's allow the debate to flow. Kojo, you have the floor. I want to start one more time. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, that's fine. You, you don't have all the time. So well, go. but you know, I, I think, think I have a chance to respond. You don't have all the time. Just go. Me, but I think that we should dialogue some more. No, mm. I agree. Yeah, so let's take our time and try and understand each other. But mm. don't misquote me. I haven't misquoted you. I'm saying that the, mm. for example, the issue of being focused, mm. it hasn't been raised by, for example, me. I haven't spoken about being focused. I haven't talked about the fact that you need to simplify your argument or anything. It is Theodora, mm. who is a third-party bystander, who is giving you feedback. That, yes, you have a lot of energy, you have a lot of passion, mm. you, you, you probably have the same objectives in mind. I have said that we all have the same thing in mind. What we now need to do is to now see what we can measure and track over a period. Mm. And I'm saying that if the response that comes when somebody says um, we need to be, you know, focused, etc., is words like clueless, um, it is a mark of failure, etc., it does not shepherd us into that space of dialogue. Yeah, but you're saying she, that, that that issue yeah. was not in reference to Theodora. The issue, I understand the, the you issue, totally. Yeah, the issue was, was about... I, I understand no, 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 no. I think the, the point I was making was yes. that if government says what should be fixed, yes. then that is an admission that either they don't know what to be government fixed... Government has no exactly. evidence. So it wasn't referring to Theodora. No, no, no. I'm saying... And so it was also an if. And why I'm bringing that in, yeah, and dialogue if. is important, is that yeah. government has not even said that. Mm. It is somebody who is observing... Who is even drawing your attention that, listen, you are on the right track, mm. but we can have a point of confluence. Fair enough. But, and I'm saying this because I made an earlier point that we need to dialogue some more mm -hmm. and see what we can all... Because, for example, if you ask me what is government's response to fix the country, mm -hmm. I would tell you that government's response to this country, I mean, I mean to, 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 to the question of fix the country is let's fix it together. Why? Because there's a part of the conversation that has been missing for a while now, which you have opened the door to, about collective responsibility. Mm -hmm. I can go into a few details, for example, let's say you start. I've heard comments made this morning. I dare say if I request for an analysis of the concept note, 
from the people who are poo-pooing it. We may have difficulty in finding an analysis of the concept note because a good number of people, for example, are commenting on this. Oh, it's rhetoric, but they haven't even read it. But the point they I'm make coming, generally is I'm that coming, I'm NYEP, GIDA, no, no. EA, so, NEIP are all along, so they are all different example, brands of trying to help so the youth. For example, exactly. when so that's you the point read, they are making. No, when you read the concept note, yeah. how does this concept note address that problem differently? That's a good question. But, the, but they are, if but you haven't see, read the concept note... You, you, you don't have to read the concept note to be skeptical that for the past 15 years, they've had young... That is, why dialogue, that is why dialogue is important. No, mm. but, but, you, that is no, why dialogue right. is important. Mm -hmm. So that we can have a conversation where you can say, we are skeptical because of so and so and so. Mm. And the one running the program can, can tell you that your skepticism is addressed in this particular okay, way. I get then that. you don't end up poo-pooing it that, oh, it's just rhetoric. Mm. Because in the end, we have to dialogue Find common ground and move forward. That's been my first That's fair enough. Now, specifically to your question. question. Take something like uh, roots. And I love his analysis about how roots don't just have to be thought of in a vacuum. They have to be connected to a certain mm -hmm. economic development program because mm -hmm. they are conduits for economic activity and development, not just infrastructure in themselves alone. Mm -hmm. So take roots. In the last four years, yeah. we have been embarking on a roots program that has delivered about um, about 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 four thousand kilometers of roads in the last four years. New or includes four thousand? No, no, four thousand kilometers, and not all of them were started okay. by this administration. Good. But the length of um, uh, road infrastructure that we did between twenty seventeen and twenty twenty four thousand kilometers. You can benchmark it to other four year periods before then, and come to a certain view that then we are fixing the roads agenda. It may not be as speedily as we desire because of some constraints, which we then have to have a conversation about. We can have another conversation about where exactly are these roads. For example, if you see asphalting going on in places where there are already existing roads, and in my constituency, we still have roads that are not, uh, you know, uh, done, where you actually have the breadbasket of the country situated. You have a solid point about ensuring that uh, whatever expenditure is in there goes towards the breadbasket, etc., but then you now come to look at what the new roads program is. We have an 11,000-kilometer plan in the next, or, 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 or on the table, out of which we expect to deal with about 6,000 kilometers, complete about 6,000 kilometers in these um, four years that are ahead of us. You have another question about where are they situated and does it satisfy the purpose. It is in interrogating that, that you can have an answer that says, oh, okay, so while I say fix my roads, I can now see when I interrogate this that we're actually on a path to fixing our roads. And that may be the finer details we have to pay attention to are mm. X and Y and Z within there. Okay. So if you take roads, if you take entrepreneurship, for example, I agree, we need to grow an entrepreneurial nation. We are all frustrated by the history of attempts to stimulate entrepreneurship. This particular U-Start program is not an add-on. And that's why I said, if you say, let's do an analysis of the concept note, you'll find out that some of the attacks on it uh, attacks that with the greatest of respect are not based on an analysis of the document. But they are based on experience of failed Fair promises exactly. over Fair the past enough. 20 Fair years. Enough. And nobody has qualms about that. Mm -hmm. Nobody has qualms. But that's why I say dialogue is important. Because mm. then when you raise that skepticism, we can tell you for a fact that start is not a different program from NEIP or MassLock or what the GA is doing. So what is this, by the way? Good. Tell me what it is. So this is what dialogue brings. I want to know. start is an <laughs> umbrella initiative mm -hmm. that is aimed at making money and technical support available 
uh, to be okay. funneled through the existing the existing because there are gaps with the existing so it's like NDC is an umbrella <laughs> <laughs> the last time we had a conversation we chose to use the word canopy <laughs> but but so 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 use that is structured differently mm. from some of the attempts in the past wow. and it's also structured to address mm. some of the frustrations and the gaps in the past Okay. If you don't let us dialogue, mm. you won't know. Mm. We will be talking, you won't listen. You will be talking, we won't listen. We will not be getting to that point of confluence that addresses our mutual interest, let's which is yes. delivering a better result for this. Let's country. take and a, that's why let's take a minute of responses from each person before our next break. So I'll start with Regina. You've been listening. Ni uh, added a bit of flesh to your point about interconnectedness. And Theodore also made a point. Could you have responded? Giving each of you a quick minute for rebuttals before we take our next break. Regina, you go first. Okay, thank you very much, Bernard. And I think I'll start my rebuttal from exactly where Honorable left off about the fact that the U-Start is going to be uh, it's, it's different from the NIEP and that some of us have not read the concept note and all. At least some of us do our research before we come. The U-Start is supposed to give concessional uh, uh, loans or support to businesses um, through the through partnership with financial institutions and some, some of the existing agencies. But then again, if you go to the concept note and the mass lock, it's actually the same thing. Mass lock is supposed to provide small to medium scale loans to businesses that are starting over a period of time. So give or take, it's actually the same thing that has been rebranded and another slogan slapped over it. Fine, you are telling us that we should engage more and that it might be different. It might be different in what way? Fine, Let's, we've been arguing that um, young people are, are trying to go into the entrepreneurial space and you want to support them with new start, but let's be realistic. I'm a, I'm a young lady who buys uh, items from Accra, puts them on my social media and then sells to those who are on my social media space. Mm -hmm. So I do not have an office. I do not have a store. I do not even have capital. I do not have the product. All I go is I go and take the pictures from the shop, put it on my status. Those who want it, pay for it. I use the money they have paid to buy the product and I use the delivery guy to deliver. That is my chain. I have right. no capital. I have no shop. I have no resources. Mm. But then you are telling me that per the budget and per everything you've stated, including the use tax, you're going to be taxing that 1.7%. I do not have any capital to start with. My whole business is online. And now you come back and tell the same person that you are giving him or her a, 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 a use start or a, a, an opportunity to upgrade. Upgrade with what No, it's a funnel. It's a, this is an umbrella. umbrella. <laughs> it's an umbrella. <laughs> they are giving you an umbrella <laughs> over here. Regina, I, I want to come in there because I want, it's just a minute rebuttal. So right. permit me. Let me bring Ni and then Theodora before we go for the break. Ni, quick right. rebuttal. Okay. Okay. Um, um, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, this 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 a lot. Um, you see, Bernard, it's an issue of trust, right? You see, you're looking at the track record of several successive administrations. They come and then give beautiful rhetoric. And the issue I was saying, I was saying that Tudora doesn't come to me to collect my taxes. She didn't come to me for my vote. The administration came on a certain argument that you know the country is not what it's supposed to be and we believe we are better managers and we can make it better so give us the votes the mandates and we can deliver on that so if you turn around 
and ask me calling for the country to be fixed and ask me what is it that I want to be fixed. Then I'm that. asking you is two things. We it's either you do not know what is you happening with the country. You said that. You said a lot of your supporters have said that. I've asked that. You see, it's not a personal thing. I said no, it's not. And no, 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 that these people are going to deliver on whatever they say. And that's why I say it's just rhetoric. You mentioned specific budgets that have come out. Beautiful promises. What is the state of the ordinary man on the streets? You see, and I'm saying the youth of Ghana right now have to mark government administrations by how much they deliver on the budgets that the government read out every year. And that's how we can see if they're really delivering or not. And I'm saying the track record proves that every beautiful thing they've said with the fanciful language and the English and grammar and all of that have not been delivered, has not been translated into the direct lives of the people on the streets. And that's what we care about. So yes, you might have said this, but until you're able to prove and mm. demonstrate mm. that you can deliver on these promises, there will be a lot of skepticism. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, um... I realized that my name was being. Your name was being used. <laughs> you're the star. You're the star. Now. You, are, you are. You are. You are. You are in the middle of. Your the name fire. is being smeared, <laughs> and you are right here. So, so when, when I said that uh, we need to be more specific, I I am not saying that they are not. Um, the call has not been heard, or we don't understand the call, but I am saying that, like, we need we need traction. When when we are making a call that um, is, it seems that. People are asking what is to be fixed. I, I remember when the constitution came in and it went everything on overboard. So oh, I'm saying that, that yes, they are interconnected, mm. but we still need to be very specific with what we are calling for, mm. so that uh, I, I work in the development um, industry and that's what we do. Uh, we are specific so we can we can monitor and track, mm. so we can see our results specifically. When we are asking all over the place we really don't so know. you want more focus let it be clear so we can track so that we can track monitor right. and track this yeah. is the city dw africa debate and we're live on ctfm we're also on gbc stations across the country we're live on dw's facebook page my name is bernard avle i'm here with my brother chris pin the chris with the pin Mwakidewu. we'll take a short break when we come back we'll, we'll chat away forward and read some of your comments mm. lots of questions coming in stay with us this is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Welcome back. It's um, 11 minutes to 10. This is the CTFM DW Africa radio debate. Oh. Fix the country. Fix the country. Chris is in a sleeveless shirt. He's sweating. I'm telling you, things are hot here. It's exciting. What are people saying? 
Right. So we have lots of comments. Mm. Uh, start with this one. Uh, he's saying this debate is so good. Mm -hmm. I'm proud to be a Ghanaian. I'm, nice. I'm actually Kenyan. But anyway, <laughs> I'm reading the comment, listening to such eloquent young people. Yes, yes. Then we have another one here saying, Bernard, it is easier said than done. Mm -hmm. These guys are saying blah, blah, blah. Let them chop president for one month and see how hot they will become. <laughs> okay. Where were they during President Mill's time and Muhammad's time? Were there not many things to be fixed? They have shown us that they are NDCs. Uh -huh. That's all. Okay, more <laughs> questions. Uh, Akwete Michael George says, doesn't he think the consciousness has gone down well with the youth? I think mm -hmm. you mentioned that earlier. Somebody wants to know about mm -hmm. this. Uh, another person says, I love the idea of fix the country, but I feel that they should also put their plans on paper and present it to exactly. the authorities and mm -hmm. not just shouting. Mm -hmm. He's saying there's another one coming from Asante. He says, Ben, I kindly ask for me, who should fix the country? I like that mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Who should yes. fix the country? Yeah, that's a good one. That's always a good one. <coughs> Who yes. should fix the country? There's another one here from uh, uh, Francis Dubai. He says, the country movement, same as the freedom fighters all across the globe, doing live videos, insulting daily. Not at all. No, I don't, think that, I don't think it is. Okay. Okay, that's A few not. more comments. Obviously. Uh, hello, greetings, guys. Please, do our leaders really believe in the national pledge or is it just a mere recital? Mm. Pa Solo from Ghana. Mm -hmm. Another one here says, good morning, Bernard Kojo, as usual, is coming with his PR gimmick and plenty talk that they are fixing it. To add insult to injury, the government has imposed another killer tax on Ghanaians as if what we already ha what we're already going through is not enough. That's John's All right. boy. Oh, so, as, so as we try and wrap up, I just want to ask Ni. So yes. you, you said a couple of things that you, you are trying to get the youth to be more politically conscious. conscious. Yes. Where is Fix the Country? First, is it a movement? Is mm. it a campaign? Or is it an organization? All right. Um, so um, I am the national spokesperson for the Economic Fighters League. Yes. And uh, we, as a movement or as an organization, are co-conveners of the Fix the Country movement. So like I said in the beginning, and the Fix the Country uh, movement is actually a coalition of several entities. And we happen to be co-conveners. Um, as to the traction it's getting, Bernard, I don't think I'll be in your studios if it was not gaining traction. Yes. Um, so that's how far it has come. I've said this. We've had this demonstration in several countries, over seven across Europe and America. So then, yes, we, we know it's, it's, it's gaining the traction. Indeed, today, the ordinary Ghanaian you meet on the street understands certain basic things. Um, they, they might not understand everything as it stands, but we've, we've, we measure our successes by how much the, the youth are responding to political issues. And that is on the high side right now. So I think, um, as it stands, I can say we've done, we've done such a good job. Um, we're not relaxing on our efforts at all. We're looking at, you know, taking it a step further. And indeed, this is actually civil duty. Uh, we were hoping that our work we are doing will be done or championed by the NCCE. And they are the ones supposed to push political education to the masses, right? But we don't see them do this except when it's getting closer to political uh, election. Um, election time, yes. So um, I, think, I think Fix the Country is doing a very, a very good job. We've been um, quite successful. Okay. And um, it's organic in the sense that we are always on the ground with the youth. Mm. It's not just on social media you see us doing our work. Yes, we are always so on the ground. So it's transition from being digital to now analog or it, it actually started as um, a fiscal thing mm -hmm. then moved digitally and it's back not back, oh, it's a hybrid. now it's a hybrid yes, okay. so we're let, me, let me ask regina what next regina yes. thank you for staying with us all the way from who where do you think this campaign is going to go next i think the campaign will continue to uh, put pressure on powers that need be you see the reason why the fix the country movement has come this far is because it is taking a holistic approach 
we are looking at not just the, the government, the previous governments. We are looking at all our analysis, all our calls, all our um, campaigns have been about what has happened over 60 years. So it is going to keep on um, highlighting the issues that need to be addressed. For instance, one of the easiest things we could be doing now is look, what, what, what is the plan for the next 10 years? You're not looking at what is going to be in our next year's budget or next two years budget. What is going to be a 10 year plan? We, the Economic Fighters League and the Fix the Country have been calling for an amendment of the constitution. What is the plan? Has that, said, has that be, been put in motion? When some of these things are happening, you realize that the youth continue to participate. And then we can see an end in sight dealing with the root causes of uh, the, the youth crisis. So at the end of the day, I think what next is we are continuing to engage in. As of now, we've mobilized about 400,000 signatures wow. for the... Um, a signal for the change in the constitution mm -hmm. and we continue to engage most of our convenience most of our media uh, spokespersons have been engaging and explaining to the masses why they need for a change in the constitution mm. why there's a need to remove mm. article 71 totally mm. so make it four hundred thousand and one because i just i just i will add my signature to that i so i did an editorial on that and i hundreds of people support that so you've converted me to sign Regina, let me know. Theodore, you, um, you, yes. you, you didn't seem to be such a big fan of uh, the Constitution being, being a focus, uh, also thro being thrown in to mm -hmm. fix the country. What is your, what is your opinion yeah, on I, that? I, I think there was a Constitutional Review Committee, mm -hmm. um, I think 2010, 2011. Yeah, yeah. And okay, so sure. a lot of um, the call for the constitutional overhaul has been made and we continue to make it. Mm -hmm. I know um, there was a white paper that we were all not... It was not so favorable to the recommendations of the Constitutional Review Committee. Mm -hmm. And so I think if we want a, 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 an overhaul of the Constitution, we should go back to that report. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the things in it are things that they went around the country to, to talk to Ghanaians about. And so there's so much in there that we can advocate for for this government to start working with, for this government to adapt and issue a white paper on it or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my issue with the constitution. Um, with, with regards to going forward, I think consistency. Uh, I think we were discussing a while ago um, when somebody said, this is NDC, this, and mm. a whole lot of connotations can be given to it. But this is real. This is young people of Ghana voicing out their um, what they want for Ghana and this the Ghana we want for me and you and so we need to be consistent in our call uh, from government to government this should not end um, in 2024 or something but we should be consistent we should continue calling for the changes we want to see in our country mm. Kojo, uh, do you ever envision some kind of consensus between government as you are now in power we fix the country and you sort of like working uh, uh, for, for the solutions and a, some of the grievances a, a quick couple of comments before i get there. i think that you know we need to examine this 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 claim that the youth are not politically conscious enough and need to be conscientized the millions of people that you see out there voting participating in rallies and political dialogues across parties for me, it's evidence that they are politically conscious. Their consciousness may not align with the objects of the EFF or EFL. the Economic EFL. Fighters League, yes, or the, uh, uh, or the Fix the Country movement. But it does not mean that they are politically not conscious. That's number one. Number two, I love um, what um, uh, Regina? Regina mentioned on yeah. the um, uh, Constitution, oh. on the line, that uh, they will be interested in 
how there can be a medium to long-term national development agenda, mm -hmm. uh, which we can rally around. There's actually one. Mm. Every four years, we do one. The Constitution requires us to do one every four years. It may help us to examine what exists today and say that we don't agree with this part of it or this part should be tweaked or whatever. Mm. But there's actually one, and it's done every four years. It's known mm -hmm. as the Coordinated Program for Economic and Social Policies. Mm -hmm. Now, very finally, I am of the view that in the end, we all want the same thing for our country. The way to achieve that is not working at cross-purposes or suspecting that we have ill motives, that they are ill-motivated or that uh, whoever is in government at a point in time is ill-motivated. But it is in recognizing the common objective that we have ahead of us and exploring how we can work together to achieve those ones. And if they, you know, are going to be the ones who hold benchmarks that are, you know, forever counting the beans and asking for these things, that is what public opinion mobilization in a democracy is supposed to achieve. And I think that that is where mm. uh, we should be getting to in the end. And we thank all of you for making it an exciting debate. A big thank you to Regina Amega, a lawyer who joined us all the way from Ho uh, in the Volta region via Zoom. Regina, thank you very much indeed. A big thank you to Ni Ai Oparibe, he's a national spokesperson for the Economic Fighters League and also the co-convener of Fix the Country. He will give me some of his bushy hair anointing before he leaves. <laughs> I need some of your hair, my brother. And then Theodora williams Amti, who is a development worker with interest in women, peace and security, who tomorrow is organizing a conversation about TVET with the minister, deputy minister for education in charge of TVET. Mm -hmm. And I will be moderating that as well yeah. to look at TVET. So Good. I have another galamse on the, on <laughs> nice, the cards. Nice, nice. And then, of course, Kojo Ponkruma, a former journalist, a lawyer now, a minister for information. Chris Pin, Chris the Pin, Ben. Chris, not. I, I need to give you Kelly Willy. <laughs> Kelly Willy. You, you know, have you eaten Kelly Willy? I'm not sure. I'm watching. Ah, you've been Ghana for. What you have? You've been in Ghana for two years. You haven't eaten Kelly Willy. Kelly Willy, I'm not sure. No wonder you. Oh, can't is it this uh, uh, plantain thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I've eaten that one. It, I don't know the name. <laughs> ah, you know, you have some funny, funny names of this food. <laughs> Just call it like fried plantain. It doesn't taste right. No, it is You can simplify it and come to Ofuase. We'll give you something that you enjoy. Thank you, guys. Program was live on GBC Radio, DW's Facebook page, and on CTFM's Facebook page.